All right, welcome back to Tundra Talk, everybody. I'm Tyler Friel, sitting here in the in the office with uh, Dr. Frank Schultz and Nick Mookie. Seems like it hasn't been that long, but it's been a while. It's been a busy, busy fall for all of us. I think uh, the last time I see, last time I saw Frank, really, well, aside from in passing, was uh, after sheep season. I haven't really seen a lot of you since then. You helped me haul the four wheeler up to. Oh, up yeah. to the cabin before moose season. Yeah, good trip, fun day trip. Yep, and uh, it's the first time I've ever driven a four wheeler onto a boat. Onto a boat? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, that actually getting it up there went pretty smooth without a hitch. Really, I was th- yeah when we first got there to launch the boat. I was like, man, this is going to be a pain in the ass to put this thing and get the four wheeler in there. You had all sort of boards and apparatus yeah. and loading <laughs> ramps and stuff and. Just pulled it right up to the cutback and drove the thing right in. It was easy. Yeah, the water level is nice. Uh, another buddy of mine brought it back down the other day because he was up at his cabin and and he, <laughs> the water levels dropped a little bit and it sounded like it was a bigger pain in the ass to get to it load back. it up and oh, get it back than yeah. it was. So I felt a little bad, but um, anyway. And then Nick, you've been uh, been killing some stuff. Yeah, I've been trying Lately to too. hunt quite a bit, and I guess time just, this time of year, time goes by so fast, like it's already the end of October, and most of the stuff here in the interior is done, you know? Yeah, it's... So, uh, but try to take advantage of it every chance I get. It's crazy. I wish September lasted like three months, and we were kind of robbed of September this year, I felt yeah, like. Pretty pretty. I rough. felt like, personally, yeah. just <clears throat> rain and warm, like the past couple weeks is what september should have been like well, we all three went moose hunting and all three of us uh have the same story at, at the end of the right the end of the yeah yeah and it, we weren't uh we weren't in bad places and and we know kind of what we're doing i think and it doesn't the our story too isn't unlike a, a lot, lot of, of people yeah, that yeah. i've talked with stories yeah well and and I because you don't want to sound like the whiner. No, no, because e- every year, no <laughs> right. matter what, there's a certain faction of oh, moose hunt. Pretty rough season this year, but then when I'm like, no, I didn't have any trouble getting one. Right. So they're like, and I know, know a handful of people that had good luck this year too. Yeah. Um, and they, you know, consistently have good luck. So it's all on the spot. You tried a new spot. I went to a spot that I've never hunted before, and you tried. You know, you went moose hunting in an area that you hadn't moose hunted before. Right, so I had been there before. Been there before, yeah, right. Yeah. And he had been there before. Had but never really yeah. focused on. Right. Yeah, well, in exactly. the spot you went, Nick was <clears throat> last not year. It was great. Yeah. No, last year it was great. So because John, that's where John went last yeah. year, I think. Yeah. And we did have an opportunity at a bowl the very first morning, but forty-two yards called him in, and it's just too far for a recurve. I, it's just too far. Speak for yourself. <laughs> well, for me, that <laughs> yeah. that's just a little that's bit what further. You, right, and that's yeah. That separates you from a lot of people too. Well, making that call, that I'm, judgment call on that's honestly, man. There are a for, lot of people for that real. Would just start slinging. Exactly. I'm you know, kind when of you're impressed. like, no, this is <laughs> what I. This is not what I practiced at. This is not what I'm, you right. know, comfortable doing. And you said no. Yep. That's especially as close to your max it limit. It's real close. Is what it was. It was like, real close. He was broadside. It just did not. Uh, I just didn't want to. Uh, I guess the the main reason. One, I wasn't comfortable, but you know, secondary, you know, you shoot a moose bad, and what do you do? You, you, that it's not yeah. like it's gonna like a whitetail or something run sixty, eighty, hundred yards and bed yeah. up. No, it's a moose. It's gonna run a long way, so we're gonna end up spending a bunch of time. Not that that would have happened. It might have, but 
yeah, it was just a little bit further than what I thought and what I wanted it to be. Yeah, well, and when you call in, you know, 55-inch bull the first morning or whatever. Yeah, we're like, like oh, this is great. Say, yeah, exactly. You're like, oh, no problem. Tomorrow he'll come right back or another one. Yeah, yeah well, like I was – those the guys, those guys I was with, after that first day, I was like, "There is no way we're we're getting out of here without killing two bulls." Like, no way, not going to happen. You know, we had, you know, yeah. saw that big bull and then had two other bulls responding that night. You know, one of them was coming in, and then I don't know if I was aggressive and too aggressive and and, and scared him off, or if he, because we could hear him grunting, getting farther away, but I couldn't tell if he was going straight away or to, towards. This other bull we heard, right. you know, who knows? Yeah, we were optimistic after the first morning. Matthew and I, we we woke up every morning plenty early, started calling, and we hunted just, you know, seeing that on the first day really, you know, kept us, uh, I guess, optimistic and just never happened, never happened, never happened. But it was so warm. Hell, most days it was getting up into the mid-50s. It, it hit 60 twice. Yeah. You know, and we had one morning where the, the water near our camp was frozen, and john was saying last year it was frozen the entire time there they were there like all yeah. the water was you know it was cold yeah so and that you know that makes a big difference and it's kind of the people say oh it's too warm for them to be rutting but which i, th- I think they, they have to they, rut they anyhow rut, yeah. but it's it's yeah. the amount i just think they're the un- amount of they're movement un- they're act uncomfortable act they're gonna make yeah. i think they're uncomfortable when it's above freezing sure and yeah. so they're just not gonna move as much during the day but yeah, I, I mean... It's been I broken down. There was... A, Temple sent me some kind of link to a, a biologist on one of the Trapper... I think TrapperMan.com or something like that. Yeah. And there's a biologist that breaks down... I've studied moose for 30 years or whatever, and he breaks down, like, today's... Oh. What the activity is. Like, this is pre-rut up to, and, you know, this is how the younger bulls will act. Mm-hmm. This is how the mature bulls will act. This is what the cows are doing. And the whole thing goes through exactly to days in September and October, like exactly what is happening throughout the rut, regardless of temperature Because isn't it rain light, and the change in like light that. that they say triggers? That's the- what I've been, that's what I've been told over the years. This didn't go into that kind of stuff, but- that's the, that's what, yeah. I, we had a guy that came to the lodge that hunted bears one year and he raised elk and deer somewhere down South. And he said, basically I can put a deer into, into a barn and put lights on and not let it out. And I can have it. Ruddy. Shed its antlers oh, wow. whenever I want, and I can have it grow, regrow its antlers up into velvet, and then like hold the light cycle and just let them grow, and then take away a little bit of light and have them shed the velvet and put hmm. them into rut and things like that. And he's like, it's all about like that light cycle that breaks down throughout the year. Wow. So I don't know how much there is to that that you know is is right on the money, but something to be said about. And then reading that stuff that Temple sent me, and that guy was just like, it's right down to days. Like, this is what they're doing. It can be 70 degrees outside. They're just Still not going to be moving as much, and, yeah. it, and you're not going to see them as much. You're not going to see the activity warm. that you would normally if it's yeah. nice and cool. Well, it's the same out. thing, yep. like, same thing with uh, hairs changing color. Like, the rabbits are they're all white pretty right white now. right now. Yeah, I just saw we don't have a lick of snow on the ground at all. It's not cold either. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, cold. we've had... 
chilly yeah, weather. It's been chilly. We got a little snow here, but it's not like it's the temperature that's kicking it off. I had, uh, what was it? Wednesday morning, I think. No, maybe Thursday morning. I had almost an inch of snow at my house. Yeah, that was about but it was by 7 p.m. Gone. All gone. Same thing here, yeah. Yeah. But so. uh, I was trying to think, Nick. Um, yeah, I don't think on the podcast we've talked to you since you went sheep hunting. No. Because you were kind of, I heard a couple things that you sounded awfully like serious on that podcast, and Frank and I are bragging <laughs> about our sheep hunts. Yeah, well, you I had, hadn't yet to go. You, you hadn't had just gone, gone yet. Yeah. You, you had just had your bow explode on a I caribou. Did. Yeah, that's no fun either. And you hadn't got to go yet, but uh, tell tell us a little bit about how. Yeah, so John and I tried, we had like four different ideas in mind, and we had settled on one after another one didn't work out, and the weather for our sheep hunt was terrible. Uh, we spent the week, and I think there was probably two days in, in the seven or eight we were there that we'd never left. There were two days that we actually had sunlight and, and decent weather to get around and everything, and the rest of the time it was just miserable, rain and snow and everything, but... To our, uh, I guess, to our advantage, we saw rams on the very first day that we knew weren't probably going to leave anywhere. Yeah. So we just took our time every day and hiked when it wasn't raining or snowing and when it was decent out and yeah. <laughs> slowly worked our way uh, over towards where they were. And John was a trooper and, uh, you know, he kept up just fine and we, we had a great hunt. In the end, it came down to patience and I, I, I guess I never really correlated being, you know, rifle hunting and patience, you know, like, yeah. because, you know, I always think to myself, okay, I've got a rifle. I see an animal. I'm probably going to go shoot it. But when you factor in weather and, and all sorts of other stuff and the fact that there might not be another ram you want to kill or yeah. whatever, like you better be patient. And, uh, we definitely, uh, exercise that. And maybe it sounds a little bit. <laughs> snobbish but sheep hunting a lot of times is like that even with a rifle no you're right you know sometimes it's not sometimes you know yeah like it works out like i felt like i worked pretty hard this year and was right like getting i don't know not down but i was like man i feel like i should be seeing more than i'm seeing but i i still i killed my sheep on the 11th i gotta remind myself (laughs) of that right it's just that i'd been in there early and then last year but then you get years like that ram in September that I think it was my 10th one. Yeah. We, what we watched that Ram for three or four days before we could ev- ever had a chance to anywhere kill him. near it. Yeah. Yep. Where, where the Ram I ended up killing was, was just not in a good spot to just run down there and kill him. He was below us in elevation. The wind constantly was blowing towards him. And then, you know, the factor in the fog and the uh, rain and stuff, you just can't see him. So we, we tried once to stalk him and it didn't feel right. And so I told John, I said, let's back out and just go back to our tent and, and get another view and look at him again. And then, then it was two days before we could go after him again. Yeah. And But we'd keep getting out of our tent when the fog would clear a little bit, you know, yeah. even if it was still raining and just keep tabs on him. And we ended up, um, you know, finally, what must have been the seventh or eighth day, we finally got him into a spot where we're like, okay, I think we can, I think we can get to him. Yeah. And and it worked out good. He wasn't where he wasn't where he was when we left the tent, but he was still in a good spot to shoot. Yeah. And um, 180 yards, and fell right over and down into some brush, and then the work began. But as far as patience, you know. I could have saw my younger self just running down there yeah. and trying to kill him right away. And I know I would have blown him out of there knowing, you know, knowing how the, the, how wind and, you know, you spook a ram 
you guys know that they don't they don't just run a couple hundred yards going usually a long way <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah and then you and then you start the process from the from square one again like okay got to find a legal ram got to you know get in close yeah. and so i'm i'm glad that john was as patient as i wanted myself to be and so that that helped out a lot but. yeah i remember getting getting the updates and i'm like <laughs> right well, I really like, had to have I've, killed this thing. That's why just it just was not working out the way that uh, you'd think it would, and it really had a lot to do with weather. It wasn't. It he was never. If okay, let's put it this way, where he was on the when we saw him on the very first day, we could have killed him that day had the weather allowed us to get over there. You know, it was super foggy and everything, and I don't like walking around in the fog, uh, looking for sheep because you're gonna spook them. So don't trip. <laughs> yeah i just keep going yeah anyhow walking around in the fog and stuff like that and shitty weather for when, when you when you find a legal ram i just don't think it's smart because next thing you know they're, they're gone and you don't know why they're gone well when all <laughs> yeah. of a sudden the fog clears and yeah. you're like where did they all go exactly yeah. so we just played it smart and you know it was uh it was kind of miserable sitting in a tent that long every day but we knew what we had to do and it worked out fine he ended up being a great ram too he ended up being an enormous <laughs> ram. Yeah. Great ram. That's so. more than a great ram. Yeah, I was telling John, I don't, I don't know how long I'll hunt again until, till we get an opportunity at one like that. But sure, I, I'm not expecting something like that every, every year. <laughs> yeah, one old, you know, just eight years old, but he was right at forty or right under forty, and great bases, fourteen half inch bases. I mean, it's just a big sheep. I had him in my hands. <laughs> Corker ram for sure, man. Yeah. Yeah, definitely the kind of ram that dreams are made of without a doubt, you know. It's And the, there was another uh, you know another ram near him that kicked him out of his bed. Like that the other ram a kicked bigger him. Bigger ram. Yeah, kicked him out of his bed and I was yeah. like that's the kind of, and then as we moved and got closer and closer each day that we, we just we never saw that ram ever again. Like this, and then this one was just all by himself. But we knew he was good, and it's like, all right, well, this is what we got. So here we go. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, he turned out to be way better. It's hard to, you know, you look at a ram from 200, 300 yards away, you can get a good idea of how old he is, whatever. You know, and he's so he knew, legal. Yeah, he yeah. Knew, knew he was full curl, knew he was uh, legal by age and stuff. But you don't, you, you don't didn't know he had fourteen and a half inch no, bases. No, he's forty, like just <laughs> under forty inches though. Yeah. You don't really think of a lot of rams just making full curl and being at you know that high 39s that's i mean usually when they're 40 aren't there i mean they're past they're way right. past full yeah so no without a doubt and then you get sheep that are way past full curl like i shot a couple of yeah. years ago and i thought yep. oh yeah this is it i finally i got a i got a 40 yeah and eh, it's only 37 yeah you know they're so it goes, it goes both ways for sure <laughs> they are tricky yeah so yeah, weather played. So how many how many days? How many days in total? We, the whole hunt. Um, started on a Friday and finally got out on a must have been Sunday. So the you know whatever that is nine days or something like that. Right on. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and it was uh that was a super impressive ram. Like <laughs> way, we were just talking way about. bigger than yeah. it looks. Yeah. I had to go move Frank's truck so my wife could get out of here, which brings me to, I don't know what kind of music you're listening to, Frank. <laughs> what do we it's got like in the there? ISIS channel or something. It's like, <laughs> 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 oh, I was listening to the college 
station. That explains a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they do a little live live music in the in the afternoons, Sunday afternoon. Oh. Yeah. I don't know what's on now though. <laughs> I should have had my rabbit. It would have been better. It would have worked out better if I was playing in my rabbit. Yeah, your Volkswagen <laughs> rabbit. Frank's incognito hippie car. It's a beautiful car. Oh yeah. It runs like a top. Yeah, it does too. What kind of mileage you get on that thing again? Fifty miles a gallon of diesel. Diesel or heating oil. Heating oil. <laughs> I was impressed with the Tacoma the last couple of trips I took caribou hunting just recently. I was getting over twenty-one miles per gallon with that. Man, which no is, doubt. Wh- I think that's I quite mean, a the bit. T- the Tacoma with a topper is like you're, <laughs> you got to have it if you're going to be a successful, <laughs> successful western or northern hunter no i like well, my tacoma i think you need thing a big ass rack fun. on top too <laughs> gotta have yeah. a rack with a bunch of extra shit that you definitely don't need <laughs> yeah i i don't even have a rack and i don't sometimes i don't even know how we fit everything in that damn thing but it always works out no that's you've had that's been a pretty dependable truck for you yeah it has you've had that since i've known you I bought it brand new. That's the only truck I've ever bought brand new and it's paid for, and I don't think I'm ever going to get rid of it. My what the r- hell for? My Ranger I bought in 99. There you go. It's still sitting out there. I yeah. drive it almost daily. Yeah, I've got 130,000 miles on mine. That's the runs same good. boat. I was like, I'm never buying a new vehicle again. What for? Ever. No, as Just long as they're reliable. Maintain the thing. Yep. And yep. Sometimes I wish I had more room, and that's. Uh, but that's, you know, that's whatever. It doesn't matter. If usually if I'm going on a hunting trip, it's with one other person, and the Tacoma's perfect for that. Yeah. yeah. Caribou racks don't fit too well in the back, though. <laughs> That's the only shit part. It's what you need your rack for yeah. on top, apparently. All right. There you go. You could fit a few more stickers on there, though. On the truck? Yeah. I don't. You, you haven't gone... No, I, no you haven't shit, gone the stickers the I have on there, I mean, they're, they're the one sticker I got in must have been 2009. The other sticker would have been 2011. I think I only have three stickers on. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I'm just giving you shit. No, there's a lot of people out there with a lot of fucking stickers on their vehicle. <laughs> you know you've done it when you can't see out the back window. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Let's see. So we've been, uh, Nick, you're getting ready to go brown bear hunting. Yep. Which the plan was for me to go. Unfortunately, I had to bail. I guess it'll just be me and Johnny boy once again. Guys are gonna have so much fun. I think so. I think <laughs> no. I think we will. I, you know, I'm not. I'm not trying to get my hopes up. I'm just. I want to go down there and I want to be smart and I want to find the bear that I want to shoot and and focus on not fucking it up. Really. Yeah. You know. And are you? Sounds are like you, a pretty good approach to the program. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Are you? Uh, are you taking your compound at all, or just no. that recurve? Because you got a you got a new Black Widow, right? Yeah, I got an, an, another one, and it's shooting good, and I'm pretty confident with it and after last weekend getting the new arrows and stuff set up and um i think it's shooting way better than my other one but my other one was shooting fine i think it was the arrows though you know the arrows were great but they weren't perfect yeah and now that we put a an elevated rest on there and switched well, the veins and, and stuff I, and, and i can't remember i was shooting fine with the other bow but i had some, yeah i had just when i got out past 35 ish or whatever Stuff just started to fall apart, and I don't need to be shooting 35 or 40 yards anyhow, but I like the option if well, I need what, to. <laughs> well, and I think we were talking, because that was your, like, 35 was your point on, right? Yep, and then anything past that was just complete shit. And I've... It's horrible. I've, I don't know, I've found 
with, for me, anything past my point on, it just falls apart because I can't, you got to cover up yeah, or hold above what you're trying to shoot. It just, my problem me, beyond, way more inconsistent. My problem beyond point on was never uh, up and down. Yeah. Like I, it's not like I was shooting or I was but supposed still, to like be. It if was you're always covering it up. It, yeah. Uh, my arrows were flying left, they're flying right, and this was at 40 yards. 35, 37, I was fine. We get the 40 for some reason, it just fell apart. Now at least um with with the current one at 40 yards, I'm 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 way more the, the arrows aren't left and right all yeah. over the place. And I just need to figure out, you know, a good aiming technique once you get that far, but I'm not going to shoot a brown bear at 40 yards anyhow. Yeah. I think so. that out of all the bow hunters that I ever guided, not a single one of them shot their brown bear over 30 yards. Yeah. And I'm I'm hoping for 30 and, and in. Yeah. And, and the, con- was, the conditions you're dealing with and where you're hunting and, you know, like Frank was talking, what time? you got a good beach, it's got a bunch of junk washed up on it. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll be on a beach this time. So, yeah. Should be fun. Um, the other thing, too, is it's windy down there a lot, too. And yeah. who wants to be shooting further than that when it's no. super windy? You I was know? telling Tyler earlier today, like, it's not going to matter if I brought a compound or the recurve. It's not that choice because I, I know that I don't even want to shoot a brown bear with my compound beyond 40 just because so many things can go wrong. Yeah. So, all right, I'll take the recurve and it'll still be fun. <laughs> oh, it'll be. John's going to bring awesome. a rifle and, um, you know, just so we have we have that with us. But I don't I don't plan on using it. I don't know. No, yeah. I mean, if if everything goes, that's just kind of your in case stuff really does not go the way it should go. But no, yeah. I think that'll be great. Yeah, the past uh, we've been tuning tuning stuff like a mat like mad yeah. the past couple weeks. Yeah, I finally. Uh, I guess what kicked it off was my dad bought. It was just typical. My dad bought a a, a spine tester. Yeah. Which, and, and we found out on on the good arrows you don't even really need it, but on you know on the on the not when I say good I'm saying like the super high tolerance arrows you don't high you don't tolerance need them. expensive arrows yeah you know and from what I've noticed in this little bit of looking at stuff just you know looking as far as this the spine tester is concerned it's kind of opened up a new world yeah. for me a little bit because all I've ever done is all right take your arrows bear shaft tune them as best you can and <laughs> go from there go from there but with that spine tester what it allows you to do is you know if i can every arrow is coming off this the bow way, yeah, the same way is is yeah every is index your knocks that is orient your knock and the right spot on the arrow so the spine is ex- as close to exactly the same or measures exactly the same along that axis that the arrow's bending when you release the string. Sure. Um, Because if if it's not the same, then you're going to have different dynamic spine characteristics of each arrow, and they're not going to fly the same, which fletching height can mask some of that to a degree, but it it does make a difference. Yeah. And uh, just looking at the gamut of, you know, from cheaper arrows on up to... We say cheap, and even though, like, Frank, like, yours probably might be the cheapest, but they're still great arrows. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? But but the tolerance on those arrows, you know, they're, they're not going to be the same as, say, the Pierce Tours I'm shooting or the Day 6 ones that you yeah. have. They're yeah, not like, um, you know, and, just, and even, like, some of my wife's old, like, Nugent arrows. Oh, yeah, I bet those are real frick. Yeah, you, funny. like, <laughs> you I know, bet. you take half a dozen and... Okay, so your spine, you know, and we're talking about spine class, you know, 
say like spines, you know, 500, 400, 340s, 300s, yep. 260s, 250s, 200s. It's all basically a measure of the deflection. I don't understand the exact equation for how they're they're calculating right. that, but it's basically just a measure of deflection. Right. Um, and uh, to gauge how stiff your arrow shaft is. But those, you know, those old like Ted Nugent ones were like, I want to say in half a dozen arrows varied by like 50 thousandths. It's quite you a know, bit. Which when you're saying a three or their 500s, they're ranging, they were all weak, but when I say 500s, their 500s, they're ranging from 510 to 560 Jeez. in spine rating. Which you wonder, like, why your freaking arrows won't shoot? Well, I think sometimes when well, you, when you get those those that big inconsistencies. That, the obvious reason why those would be is because that that zebra wrap that they put on oh, the whole I, thing. Oh, no, absolutely. So that that has something to do with it. But aside from that, I mean, yeah. You, the, but you know, using and, a spine tester is just one less thing that you know is is not right. You know? Yeah, you, <laughs> you know, like, it's all these factors contribute error mm-hmm. into your your shot, and if you can you know, eliminate some of those and that, that will help, help your arrows fly better. Even if the key to any shooting is making sure that the the reason why you're not shooting good is, is not the equipment. It's yourself, right? Like if you can break it down to like, okay, I know I'm the one making the mistake because all my gear is lined up and everything is good to go. Then, I mean, shit, then you just work on your form and you work on yourself. You don't, you know, you know that everything should be good. Oh yeah. But it's like, you know, like I've been doing something funky that's making my periodically making my shots go slightly left, and it's driving me nuts. I need to. He's, video. Ta- he's slightly left. He's talking like an inch at thirty-five yards, and he's pissed about it with a recurve. <laughs> I'm happy to hit the target at thirty-five yards. Yeah. No, but no, we got we were, we got Frank tuned a set of arrows tuned because we never did. And what I told you when you started shooting, I was like, you gotta shoot and develop a shot sequence before you can actually tune yeah anything yeah and we got temple tuned but like you know through those whole uh, this back to the spine tester through that whole range of arrows you know the ones you bought were like a hundred dollars a dozen yeah they're good arrows they're not cheap arrows and they were varying we were you know using a spine tester we were able to index all those knocks to where they're within like ten thousands which is close it's pretty close but uh or less than that but you know just because as you you go around that arrow the way it's wrapped even on some like good arrows your spine can vary like 20 thousandths in spine class just depending on the direction that knock you know and i think like i've heard of guys like you know just turning a knock and turning it until it and, and that's one correctly. way to do it once the arrow's fletched. You yeah. can absolutely do that. I mean, aside from stripping the fletchings off and redoing it, there's really no other way to do it. So, yeah, that knock, you know, knock tuning, you know, when you're shooting, you turn your knock, you know, until you get it to, they're all flying right, right? Yeah. But if you do that beforehand, you know that, okay, they're right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then you still might have an issue where you have to knock tune after yeah. that. Yeah. And I don't know. know, when we were tuning your arrows, Frank, bear, um, bear shaft tuning, we're shooting bear shafts with, you know, basically the weight we want to use up front right at 15 yards or whatever we're shooting at to see if they're flying weak or stiff and out of a right-handed bow recurve i know nothing about tuning compounds at a right-handed recurve or longbow if the knock is tailing to the left 
it's weak, it's flying weak. If it's tailing to the right, it's flying stiff, and you yep. can see that as it flies, right? Or shoot it through paper, whatever yep. you want to do. But I uh, like the method we've been doing. I, I like how that works. Just watching rather than well, shooting wa- through paper. Watching. Well, I mean, paper is great for a compound, but but for the recurve, I mean walking up and seeing how that arrow hit the target it tells you a lot and then yeah. like hell the other day when we were shooting i was like why am i even fletching it <laughs> they're flying yeah. like bullets oh yeah you know they're flying straight as can be you so. know and we and but i remember <laughs> frank's a good way to do it were those two we were bear shafting off well to start yeah with, your old like, your 500s were corkscrew and big yeah. to like horrendously like terrible mm-hmm. and i told you to get 400s because i could, it seemed like with well, this no, light well, a point. I shot a bunch of that first time I came over here. We shot 300, 340s or something. I don't remember what you had here, but I, I shot like three different arrows. Yeah, you shot 340s. I didn't have any 400s, but we had 500s. Exactly. And the 500s were looking too weak, and the 340s, there was no way we were going to make them So I went and got weak those enough. So 400s, the, yeah. The 400s, and we ended up putting 200 grains up front. Which is nice because those 400s aren't real heavy arrows. No, anyway. they're not. They're not. But uh, I remember between those, because I only had two 200 grain points, and that uh, that one arrow that was flying walk, it was just flying weaker than the other one. Yeah. For some reason. And I'd kind of indexed them a little bit, but I must have missed that one or, or just didn't get sure. it quite as accurate because the one arrow was flying absolutely perfectly straight bear shaft at like 20 yards yep. and this one was flying like shit and we tried it over <laughs> and over like it, it, it was just flying weak take it in ten thousandths weaker oh okay that's and all that's, all, that's it all it was and that's you know it showed up big time yeah right? but uh yeah so I, i'm really kind of geeking out on the spine tester it's it's working but it's it's yeah. really interesting to see you know maybe not all the time but so you do get a certain amount of what you pay for in those more expensive arrows. Yeah. Because like those Pierce Tours, I don't think any of those they were, were, they were, la- were more than good. more more than ten thousandths off in spine class. I mean, <laughs> we hardly even had to index any of your you know, no. just a couple knocks. Straight out of the package, they were all good to go. And then I've got I got a dozen of those uh day six three hundreds for my recurve from uh Brian Broderick and those things are. I think I I turned one knock. There you go. Everything yeah. else was just right on the money. And those are three forties or three hundred. Three hundred. Three hundred. And so there, I have those set up. Three hundreds with a one hundred fifty grain point. Um, tuned perfectly, and they're five hundred ninety grains, yep. five ninety three, something like that. So right about what I'm looking for, I think for that, for that bow. I mean, they're still fairly good F- FOC, but they're flying perfectly, and they're heavy arrows. Like it's, I think, going to be right in the sweet spot for should be good for what yeah. I want. But yeah, now that hunting season's over, I'm getting all excited about shooting <laughs> a bow again. Yeah, it's, a, it's about to be, I guess. I yeah, we have Kodia coming up, and then um, I've got a Idaho deer hunt in November, and and then it'll be just back here hanging out yeah. until. Trapping season is getting going pretty soon, though. It doesn't. It doesn't feel like it because there's no snow on the ground yet. No, but it'll be here quick. It'll be here quick. Frank's been working hard. 
Frank's already clearing clearing trail. <laughs> I did it in the he's snow. Gonna, he's last gonna year have big hay. Oh, that's no fun. <laughs> no. Fucked up is what it is. Dark, soaking wet, sweating. Yeah, that sucks. No, I, you don't like, have a I think that I'll work on this right now, and I can take my four wheeler and, and do a it. Chainsaw, and you can see the ground, so you know you're not yeah. cutting yeah. stumps off above the snow. And yeah. when the snow melts a little, it wrecks oh, your sled. Or done whatever. plenty of that where you're cutting trail progressively all winter. And then by the end of the winter, you got three foot of packed snow, and, <laughs> and you try to come back there early in the spring, and you got to cut it all over. I'll be I'll be extending different lines and stuff, and it, there's going to be more once there's snow work to be done. But I'm definitely happy about what I've been doing. I'll get as much done as you can now. Yeah. You were saying you've been seeing some wolf sign. Yeah. Yep. Good. Yep. Kill them. <laughs> <laughs> what were you telling Temple the other night? Like, oh, I'm already. I'm going to be. I didn't tell Temple anything. I don't think. <laughs> I, thought you were, I, I thought you were telling, giving Temple some shit about you. You're going to have three or four wolves before he catches one. <laughs> oh, maybe I did say that. I don't know. But they're right, right where I caught one last year, and I should be able to get right on them as soon as you know. As soon as the season opens up, I should be able to start catching them. Yeah, I hope. We'll see what happens, but they're going right in the same area, you know. No, that's good. I don't know whether it's the same, the same pack or different pack, but I don't know. We'll see what happens. No, the moose have yet to move into that area, which I was kind of surprised to see yesterday that the wolves are so heavily through that area. But I think it's just like a. A movement area for them you know regardless of food being there they're going to move through there anyway but yeah. then once winter comes along moose seem to move into that area like a lot of them yeah and i think it just holds them up instead of them just moving through there i think that they'll as they're moving through there stop for two or three days in yeah. that area and kill a moose and then move on and do this big loop that it seems like they do so time will tell Yep. For sure. Is it warmer this fall than it was last fall? I was already kind of gone by this point last year. Yeah, yeah, you went to Germany. It was, <clears throat> I think it was a little cooler by now last fall. I, I don't know. I don't remember. I just, I don't it's know. like, it, it is what it, every year, it's the same yeah. thing. Oh, global warming, you know. Yeah, no, I not. never <laughs> remember in October this warm or, or no. whatever. You know, yeah. uh. No, we've had some decently cold mornings so far this this uh, last couple of weeks. but Yeah, I, I would say it seems like this year's has been warmer than normal, but. I don't know. I'm just basing it all off the but first I'm not weather a weather man. <laughs> <laughs> the first winter I was here, it was it was there was already snow on the ground by this point. Yeah. Yeah. And that's pretty common. But uh Yeah, I don't know how the the wolves thing reminded me and I was telling you guys about it cuz I've been watching a certain TV show on on uh <laughs> hunting show on TV and they're up hunt caribou in the forty mile. You said I think it was it was last fall, Nick. Yeah, it was last fall. And it should have been anyhow. Oh, it was meat eater. I don't, I don't care. I, I enjoy the show. It's a good TV show. Yeah, it's one of the better ones for yeah. sure. And uh, but I I just thought it was funny how you know because and he does a really good job I think of of giving a lot of background information uh, where and, he's going, why he's and going, stuff and like what that. He's doing. And it's sure. it, it's a really good show. I just thought it was funny. He's talking about the 40 mile herd and 
oh, you know, 50,000 and it's doing good. I'm like, yeah, but you, you kind of forgot to mention that fish and game's been hanging out of helicopters, blasting them by the blasting wolves by wolves. the hundreds in that country yeah. for the past several years. I think it did not. Uh, we saw wolves every day. Moose I mean, it, it, there's and, and there's still a lot of them. I want to yeah, say and bears. We saw. I mean, if I wouldn't have had a Kodiak tag, I would have. I would have yeah. had two primo opportunities on grizzly bears. Yeah, but it. Uh, <laughs> it been, and I, I mean, and, I, and we saw one or two every day. Which really no goes. Yeah. Which really goes to. I mean, it goes to the resilience of the wolves because I want to say, I may be just totally pulling this out of my ass, but I want to say that they figure between. The helicopter shooting the fishing game's been doing, and private guys that have been licensed, they've killed like sixteen hundred wolves in the past couple of years. Seven, you know, oh that long. Okay, it may not have been that long, but I mean, for the past decade they've been doing it. They've killed a ton of wolves in there, and there's like no just, change. They figure there's just as many as there were when they started, but uh, no change when they go because exactly. they'll kill several hundred a year. Yeah. And that just gives the caribou in the spring, you know, they kill them in the winter when they're prime. And then there's that many few over of them when they calve Let's in the spring. allow the caribou to at least get on their feet yeah, and get moving. Yeah, you know, because yeah. that herd's been sure. doing really well. Oh, yeah. And We saw quite a you few know, caribou. It's, it, it both, you know, like. Walking by camp every day and stuff. And we also watched a wolf kill a caribou. Oh, watched that's cool. two wolves come down and uh, they separated a cow that had. Uh, or two cows and two calves, and they somehow separated the calves away, and they chased them down right in front of camp or whatever, and then they ran up maybe 200 yards. You didn't a, have a rifle? We had a forty-five seventy. My buddy brought his bow, and I brought a bow. How much we, ammo did you have? <laughs> he, he, had, he shot a wolf uh, early on in the hunt, you know, like 200 yards or something, 140 yards, and the second shot was 200. But long story short, back to the wolf killing the caribou, they ran over by camp, whatever, and what was really interesting to me is the next day we walked over there this happened right before dark yeah we walk over there all they did was gut the caribou basically perfectly like you would with a havelon unreal and the heart and the liver were gone that was it and they walked yeah. off left the rest yeah. to sit there and, and, rot. and the <laughs> and the, the the guts were pulled out perfectly just like you would have done it with a with a you know a scalpel huh. laying right next to the right next to the carcass and then the we looked at you know the heart and the liver were gone they know what they like. Uh, yeah, well, like you know. in uh, it was cool in Scheibel's movie. This is my Alaska. When they're up there shooting them out of their super cubs up north, they were landing, showing these car these caribou carcasses where those they figured those wolves could smell which females were which cows were pregnant. Yeah, Kill them, pulling the calves out. They eat the oh, wow. eat the tongues and the ca- and the pull Calf. the cows out of them or the calves out of them. Huh. Yeah. yeah. The car- or the the two wolves that killed that. Um, that caribou the next morning they were kind of in the same area and you could all night long you could hear the other wolves up on the mountain you know howling and stuff yeah. all night long so the next morning we start howling and they start howling back back and forth back and forth and um so matthew snuck down to the river and he's howling he got so close to these wolves that they 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 started barking at him because they knew he wasn't a part of you know the same little group or yeah. i would assume that's why i don't know but they they would howl and then they'd bark and growl and i could hear it but he's next to the river you know and the river wouldn't allow he him to hear, hear it. it yeah so he'd look back and I'm like you know hey, they're answering you know and he snuck up there and he got really close to you know just calling and hearing mm. him it was, it was really cool to watch and hear yeah i have mixed feelings because on one on one hand man i see wolves chasing caribou or moose or sheep like 
They got to Spe- eat. Yeah. Fits in season, and I got the ammo. Yeah, yeah. Like, on one hand, that, but on the other hand, I do. Wolves are just I, one of those I, things. I like seeing awesome. them taken when they're prime. Yeah. When they're, right. you know, because, I mean, you shoot one in September, August when it's open, like, they're real, they're worthless. Like, the, like you're, you would just only be doing it. Yeah. The to, one I shot last year in August is, uh, I, I just did it because I had an opportunity and I, oh, yeah. I wanted to do it. And, oh, uh, well, you killed yeah. it with your bow. <laughs> I, so, yeah, I took advantage of the situation at hand, blah, blah, blah. But in the end, his hide is not near as prime as, you know, the one that you trapped last year. <laughs> I mean, that thing was incredible. Yeah. But, even even in the winter, though, sometimes you don't know, like that one hanging ah, around yeah. the corner that yeah. I caught last year. Yeah. Just, you never know. But you're right. There's something to be said about taking them when they're prime like that, you know, good hide on them. Yeah, so I don't know. That's my 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 only inner conflict, and it's usually it would not be enough to stop me from. Well, when we were up there sheep hunting that one time, and I thought it was sheep initially, but it was two <laughs> white two white wolves. Yeah, you know, and, oh, those are wolves. I'm like, well, if they get under a thousand, the lead's going to start flying. <laughs> well, because we had those sheep we were watching on the other on side the other too. Side, that, yeah, it wouldn't have spooked them at all. By the gunshots wouldn't. That was yeah. three, I think. Three, Three wolves, wolves, yeah. yeah. So, like, did man, you tell suckers are moving? Did you talk about fast, that covering you, ground? Yeah. It's like, and then they get close enough, and you're like, "Well, that's not sheep." Yeah, no. Frank, you did on the the podcast talking about your sheep hunt. Did you talk about that wolf? Do you remember? I don't know if I did. Yeah, I think you did. Yeah, yeah, I think you did. Yeah, the wolf came up to you and you had to. Hit. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Knock my ski poles together. Yeah. I was like, "Holy shit, this thing's yeah. getting pretty close." <laughs> yeah, they're cool. I'd like to catch that one. Pure black, Be- beautiful wolf. But yeah, yeah I mean, I've seen August, some white ones. Up super there short yeah. hair and yeah. yeah. I mean, just. Just ratty. So they, there yeah. is a big part of me being, especially doing as much fur handling as I do in the winter. It's like there's a huge eight. difference between an August wolf and oh, a you oh, know January a December January wolf. It's yeah, like it's a big five difference. inches yeah. in hair length yeah. or <laughs> something like that. What what I mean, just recently, what has come to my mind going up north in August and September and seeing the fox and they kind of looked mangy. Oh, I got yeah. photos You've of been a few watching of them. Like yeah, watch them growing. Yeah, you know, watch them getting prime and. uh uh, last weekend when we went up, you know, we saw some fox that were just absolutely beautiful. And they're still not quite prime. Yeah, but I tell you what, they're night and day compared to what they oh, were, yeah. you know, 50 days ago, right. 40 days ago. I mean, we're talking, you know, five yeah. weeks, not even. And, you know, the wind would hit them just right, and you could tell, they had, you know, the it was just making their hair, like, go back and forth or fur. And, man, they're, they're See, a lot different fox, looking. Fox yeah. in that, like, interior, we have some pretty primo fox. But, I mean, so, like some of the best in the world. Yeah, you know, and I'm sure northern Canada is the same well, way. I bet, you, you know, know. the same latitudes, and uh, they're they're primo. Although the only better ones I've seen are from really like really wind blown country, Which like would be out up west north and up, up north. north. Yeah, yeah. They they just you know because they have to grow that extra yeah. hair, and it's. It's right. just amazing how beautiful those foxes yeah, are. Yeah, they looked real real skinny and stuff in August and September, and, you know, they had decent hair on them, but you could tell 
drastic difference in the the couple trips this past couple weeks. Like yeah. they look, they look really nice. Yeah, they look fatter than they actually are now. <laughs> exactly. like, How come that yeah. thing didn't die when I shot yeah, it? Just, <laughs> well, they're only yeah. you know, they're they're like, about yeah, as big around as a beer, beer can. can. <laughs> and there was no shortage of them either. We probably saw two or three a day, um, you know, just driving around and looking. So nice. I have to go get wolf traps. Is what I need to go do. Some number nines. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What are those cost a piece? Hundred bucks. Well, I don't remember. They're more than that. More than that. Mm-hmm. Oh wow. I think uh, Temple told me to go talk to J.R. Peterson. It's where the ones that he has came from that I borrowed last year. And I don't know. Maybe I won't have to go buy them because he's talking like he can't trap this year. So I might borrow you a few. And then you can trap a few with his, too. And then you'll have one yeah. with Temple's, one with J.R.'s. You'll be fucking money. No, well, no, no I JR, mean, J.R.'s JR. one that's making himself. Yeah, he owns oh, the company. Yeah. He yeah. owns it. Yeah, yeah, he bought the company a few years ago and has been making them. Which I need to. Oh, that's cool. I been intending that. for like a year to get. Well, I haven't had the podcast for a year, yeah. but I've been intending to get him on here for a long time. I just. No. Yeah, busy. I need to talk with him and get some, actually get some traps from him. Um, I owe Temple one. And then, I don't know, it sucks borrowing people's shit, you know. I'm, I hate borrowing stuff because I inevitably ends up broken. Yeah. And then you're like, well, if I just would have bought it for myself, it wouldn't have no, I wouldn't have had to buy it seems two. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. It seems like, I don't know, to me, the rate of breakage, whether it's something I borrow or I lend, lend it, out, is yeah. way higher than if I just buy something and abuse it myself. Then right. <laughs> it seems there like are, nothing good. No, there are certain people I borrow stuff to, I know it's not coming back the way I gave it to them. Yeah. And I take that into account when I tell them yes. And then there's other people where... You know, I borrow stuff and it usually comes back in the same shape it yeah. was. <laughs> but but I think about it just as you know, much as anybody yeah. I think. I uh I don't know. I typically just I'm like I'll just go buy stuff. Yeah. Rather than rather well, you're than gonna borrowing use it. it from someone. That's just it too, you know, that's the way I look at it. But with the whole trapping thing, Temple was just like, Oh, I got these traps, man, I'm not trapping, just No, or you were in a you were in a pinch to you need they were. Them right I was now. like, I need them tomorrow, kind of thing. I was like, these yeah. things are here right now. So, and what I didn't know is that they would have been there every two weeks the entire winter. You know, it's tough though because when you see them come through that many times that quick, it's like because sometimes they, they sometimes they won't come back. Well, like that pack I set for that I caught that mangy one, they never came back after I set. And they, yeah. they, you know, you could tell they'd been through their heavy during a certain period of time, whether they had had a couple moose down right around there. So they were, they yeah. were frequenting that more often, or you never know when something happens to yeah. them, when they get, you get one or two of them hung up somewhere else on their circuit that they're running. Well, that's, I know it's that like get there's while another the guy that they're in, these wolves are doing this circuit that every time they came around my spot. There's like one or two less. Oh, I know who you're. I think I know yeah. who you're talking about. That dude's. You're lucky any of them are. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and that's what I, I was be, be, being told as well. And it's like, well, they're and definitely it was noticeable. Like, but they what was crazy is they kept coming back. Yeah. It was like I could almost be like, I have a um, calendar at my house where I was like, okay, they're here XXX for these three days when you and saw their sign and stuff yeah gone and it'd be like between yeah. 10 and 14 days and i could be like okay they're gonna be back on this day and 
right well, through I've, again. I've had them on but the- there's like an area where I'd be like, okay, I'd set over here. This is where they were. And I'd be like, okay, gamble, gamble. And I'd be like, okay, they're coming back. Make sure everything was perfect. And they'd come through over here. <laughs> and I'd be like, God damn it. Well, and it's like so close, too. Like you could stand where my well, traps are and look and be like, they ran right up there and up through there. And the whole, like just beaten path. Because there was a lot of snow last morning. You yeah. could see where they were like following each other. And then they'd get to places where there's packed trail. And they'd hang out and move along. And, well, it's- and then they'd come back to the next time. I'd be like, Move everything over there. They're oh, they're gonna use over here now, and then they'd make a totally new spot, and they'd come through in between where I went the first time and the second time. They'd come through there, and And, I'm talking like, and you're doing. I was you were doing this all with one number nine last year. You had several of his three, 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 three traps, and that's. It would have been funnier if you just you said know, one. Yeah. Right? So I said something yesterday to somebody. I was like talking about, I was like, these things are roaming like hundreds of square mile block, this pack of wolves. And I've got these traps that are like <laughs> this big, you know, like this, this, this little 10 inch little round thing that I'm trying for like one little dog footprint to <laughs> exactly. step in the exact right spot, yeah. you know? And it's like, you start thinking about it like that and it's like, Jesus, it's amazing. It's difficult. You know? Yeah, it's very difficult, especially when I got this. It's a big ass open area. Yeah, you can't, it's and not they're just, snared. There's no way you can snare it. And haul some drags in this. Uh, they just this winter or move this fall. Each time they seem well, to, and see, there was and, no and fucking way for me to be like, okay, they're gonna come through here. Or they're gonna come through there. And it seemed yeah. like everything that I did, they'd move off a little bit, and then finally, the end of the season, it got warm for like a week or something like that, and they, I finally had it all set up perfect, and I had a frozen fucking trap. <laughs> Think step perfectly oh, right in the <laughs> trap, and it was nothing. this was after trap you'd already caught off. one. Yeah, yeah. So you had the fever by that oh, point. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was just like twitching about the whole thing, and then of course, I think uh, I was like came down on my sled, and I'm cruising along, and I'm like, oh my god. Finally, I put the trap in the right place this time. Yes, everything's oh. perfect. And I'm cruising along, and I'm like, yes, traps, Your heart traps, rate's traps. increasing. And it's like you- this big corner, and I'm like, oh, the trap's right there, and they're still in the trail. And I go around the corner, and it's like, fuck, <laughs> nothing. What the hell? And I cruise up, and sure enough, like, perfect footprint ran the trap, and it didn't go off. It's like, god damn. Dude, wolf trapping is an exercise in frustration. Everybody granted, said, granted, tells me that too, and it there I nothing I am like by catching no, a wolf. I am by though, no means I am by oh. no means an expert wolf trapper. Make no bones about that. And I've you've caught, tried a bunch. Yeah, yeah. But like up on my my old Martin line, I'd run this pack of wolves. It was same same type of deal where within a week I knew when there's you know so I'd yeah have gear ready and one time they i hung one up i caught one because they would i i my martin trails on top of this ridge and you know valleys on each side and they would come up out of one valley run my trail and drop down to the other side in a saddle well they uh i'd caught one and then they when they got on the trail, because they get every year they'd get on the trail within a hundred yards of the same spot, mm-hmm. and hung one up in a blind set, and I lost. I should have had two that time. It's the same deal. It got warm, 
and the only trap I had reset, I had one blind set in the trail where you dig a hole out of your snow machine trail, yeah, set it right that's in the how middle, I was cover set. it up, and ride your snow machine over the top of it so it just barely makes tracks. And uh, I'd reset that one, but I had two, and I prefer not to disturb them if I don't have to. And the last time they came through where other wolves had bailed off the trail, they make these big divots where they're kind of bounding. And the first divot, I jammed a number nine in each one. And same thing, when I caught that one, the weather warmed up. And I'm like, I need to be up there resetting traps. Mm-hmm. Went, and it was a couple days before I could make it up there. Go up there. I had a, had a wolf in the blind set in the trail and had tracks on the pans of both the my other ones oh, where they're shit. bailing off yeah. and it was it, everything was dead there so i could i didn't have anything green to hang snares from so but they i caught that one they ended up milling around bailing back down and coming up and crossing they came up paralleled my trail like you know two miles up farther in this other saddle paralleled the trail and crossed it and went down so I'm like, all right, we'll play this game. <laughs> Went and I set, there was one spot I was able to hang a snare, but then I set a trap in the last track before they jumped on the trail, thinking that a lot of times, if they get nervous, you know, all right, well, they'll go up to the trail, and sometimes but you never not, know. Yeah. Freaking come back the next round. Sure enough, they've been back through, get all excited as I'm pulling up, and I can see their tracks off the pull up there had stepped most of the pack went just kept going up paralleling my trail for another 15 yards then crossed and one or two of them crossed right where my trap was but stepped just the way they were bounding (laughs) didn't hit never hit it just exercising frustration Yeah. If you're feeling like you don't have any stress (laughs) in your life (laughs) right start sending some wolf traps out Yeah, but no, it's some looking forward, and there's going to be a lot of cats this year. We, uh, I mean, I can't remember a lot of I, rabbits, a lot of rabbits, and um, you know, I talked, been talking to guys that have been seeing cats, and then shooting when we were moose hunting, we got back so to the cabin good. and saw a couple kittens playing out in front of the cabin. When you you start seeing them, we start you know, seeing kittens. Yeah, so you start seeing kittens and just lynx in general because you just don't see them. Yeah, then you know that there's going to be them around supposedly the peak is not for supposedly going to be till next year but the lynx peak yeah okay and that coincides with the rabbit peak as well or yeah i think it rabbits maybe before the lynx peak yeah it may follow the rabbit peak by a year or two but there there are rabbits everywhere there's a shitload of rabbits this year i mean i've never it's not you know like what i've heard stories of like i think it can get worse it can get more but i've never seen as many rabbits as i'm seeing like everywhere i mean a lot of the driving i've done this year there's been rabbits all over the sides of the road like in the evening you know yeah Uh, like oh i'm not not talking spring i'm not talking 40 or 50 i'm talking hundreds over the course of you know like 10 mile stretch i mean yeah they're they're everywhere yeah and i you know i i've never seen them get it's as thick as i've ever seen them around town oh around even around here yeah i mean (laughs) You just don't, I don't know, 
when we and and they what they say they run on like a 10 12 year cycle that's what i've read yeah but i don't know shit about rabbits <laughs> i don't know i don't either and i don't pay that much attention yeah. but it's uh it's going to be prime time for cat trapping this year i think should be fun <laughs> oh there you go <laughs> smartest guy in the room get the beer <laughs> but yeah and i uh i still am i'm finding myself a little because my season's kind of tailing off here till trapping but i'm just bu- i'm bumming about the moose man no one it's the first time i ever remember no one in my family killed a moose this year oh wow like, i, I wow. ended up with a hindquarter you did I'm pretty happy about that. I mean, we I didn't we, have to be successful, you know, and I got I got a, about 75 pounds of moose meat. I'm pretty stoked on we've, that. We've still got there. enough, but yeah, we got you know, plenty of meat. I like to keep a, bu- a nice buffer in the freezer where if we get get a fresh moose, then I right. can give away. Like last year, gave away a bunch. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, there's yeah. all those people who need it, but uh, I could, I ended up giving those people a lot of moose last year. And this year I was like, well, didn't we just were like I was packing like, totes with it? Cause I, well, yeah, we, I get, we had I a was ton like of it. A hundred and hundred and something pounds. And then I gave him a front quarter and a hind quarter on top of that. Oh yeah. What you had oh, man. given me to give to them. And I was like, yeah, man, it should be the same next year. Same deal. And nothing, nothing. Everybody took all their meat this year. So the guy that I got the meat from didn't have anything. Huh. I was kind of like, oh, you know. So he says, well, we got this pig, but I've never killed anything. I don't know what to do oh, with yeah, it. Oh, yeah, I haven't heard, I haven't heard the up. end of this story. <laughs> I don't know how to cut it up or anything. I was like, yeah, no problem. I'll come over. And he's like, yeah, if you just come over and kill the pig. And we got it named and stuff. I don't really want to like watch it. little kids and stuff. He's like, they got names for it and they're playing grab ass with this thing. Like just come over when everybody's gone and kill the thing and have it quartered up. And I was like, Oh yeah, perfect. You know, not a big deal. <laughs> so some time goes by. So and I'm Frank's like, asking me like, so I'm like, like where do I, I call Tyler's like cutting pigs up last weekend. So I was like, Oh yeah, he must've killed those things. So I called him up the other day and I was like, yeah, so I just started thinking about this. I got to go kill this pig, <laughs> and there's going to be, like, family there and stuff. I was like, last thing I need is shoot the pig in the head, and the thing runs off, goes <laughs> bullshit in their yeah. yard, and, like, everybody's freaking out. I was like, I want to make sure this is a real smooth situation. So I called Tyler. I was like, oh, you killed them pigs last weekend? And he was like, no, I just cut them up. <laughs> I've never killed a pig. And I was like, oh, I don't know whether it's pigs or something else. Is they've got a small brain, or there's something weird about it, or... Whatever, so you, what did you like, Google it or something? Well, while I, we were on I the looked phone. on YouTube, like to. You're like, no, I've never killed a pig before. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm like looking Cut for some up. help here, yeah. You but know, I, I, it didn't happen this weekend. Oh, I see. Because so he's going like, to live the first a little bit YouTube longer. one, I actually watched the whole video. It was a, it was a little weird, like. Yeah, I don't want it to be like turn into that like weird scene. <laughs> well, where the I mean, they, like gets... they killed it really. I think it looked like they shot it in the head with a bolt action four ten. Oh wow! But like it was, it was a, it was some farm, like hipster farm that they were like oh. teaching people how to butcher a pig, and it was, it was a little weird. Like I mean, all I'm all for you know respect <laughs> and not. <laughs> 
you know, taking a leak on this animal and you shoot. Yeah. I'm all for like being respectful and you don't want to, you obviously don't want to want them to suffer Just kill it as quickly mm-hmm. as you can. But I would think they were kind of like to the whole, like they all like had to, you know, like were saying words for the pig before it, it was just, probably it just, was just shoot weird. it right in the back wasn't of the my, head. Wasn't my thing. I mean, right two or inches, two inches above its eyes in the middle of its forehead is what you ended up I think finding. So. Per- and then I looked perp- at some perpendicular. stuff afterwards. I looked at a couple of different videos, yeah. and he, the guy just like throws out food, and they come running up, and he's just like, right he's got a lever action twenty two, and he just like what puts the barrel on their head, and they fall down. He's a big t- thing. Is why like, didn't you reference the video the you gave to me? Throat. The video Which? of those those guys up in Vermont. What the hell is the name of that video? The video you gave me where these guys are living out in the middle of the... Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, that's uh, that's in Maine, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Or yeah. Maine, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Did you, did you watch that video? Uh, yeah, I did. I was like, man, these guys are fucking nuts. <laughs> <laughs> the video yeah. starts, the guy's talking about... How to rip your own teeth out if you need Jeez. dental yeah. work done? Yeah. These guys—they don't—they don't give a shit. You got to put your forehead <laughs> up against something hard because when you jerk on that string around your tooth, it's gonna hurt. You want to make sure you hold still. Oh, it hurts like, just thinking about it. But yeah, shit. they kill a pig in there. Yeah, yeah. they get the the whole uh, weed burner going on the cast iron tub. <laughs> yes, they did because they scald them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and there's like two different trains of thought apparently with with hogs. This is a whole new thing to me. I've asked a bunch of people now. Yeah. Meanwhile, he has. Days. He has the Holy Grail at his fingertips, and he didn't even reference it. Well, <laughs> you either scald him, yeah, or the other thing is, I mean, obviously you bleed them, and I've heard now you cut their throat and yep. you just let them just puke just blood. Just send but Frank over there with his bow. Some people got <laughs> like, if you, you haven't heard, get him in the heart through the ribs, yep. or through the front, like by the collarbone, because yep. obviously your heart is real close to yep. the front side of your chest there, and you poke them. And it just like you want to get the blood out, but there's like either cut their throat. Some people say, and some people are saying that you poke them with like a long. It's almost like a long nail or something like, like that. But like well, you're gonna have to basically, yeah. And yeah. you're like get them in the heart, like because you like, want to get the where, like, blood pumping out of them. Well, yeah, you're gonna have to. Right, you're gonna hang them up to skin them. Well, that's just it. So. Is you either skin them, but then I've also heard you strip skin them, where you cut all the hang them up them. by their chin, mm-hmm. and you. Collar, basically, you cut all the way around underneath their head, keep their ears right on their head, and cut around just underneath their ears, and then you make strips, like oh, three-inch yeah, wide strips all the way around the entire animal, and then you just grab onto them and rip them right off. Okay. That'd no problem. That'd like, a lot easier, Super actually. easy, yeah. It's like, apparently, if you start and, like, bring the skin down, if you haven't scalded them... You gotta actually like knife it and, and I think, skin the whole thing. Whereas if you can get those strips, it leaves a lot of the fat. Well, I think that's on. the biggest thing is if if you got a knife, skin them the whole way. You, you end up cut, leaving a bunch of fat Meat. on the skin, and you want the because right. my my in laws yeah. butchered these pigs, and we're saying that they're you know they're because I've never skinned one myself, but they're pretty thin skin. It's not like a a moose where their skin's like a quarter. Yeah, and you of, want that fat you know, on all of it. Three yeah. eighths inch thick. Yep. And yeah, I mean that that's good fat. You want it to stay on there. Yeah. That makes sense. But Strip yeah, skin. I told I was like, well, you can borrow my three fifty seven if you're like <laughs> no, was, worried yeah, about the power. Just did as I was like, I just want to go with the twenty two and shoot the thing in the head and have it fall over and be done with it. You know, it all should be it. fine. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So. He actually texted me today, and he was like, so uh, when can you come kill this hog? I'm <laughs> sick of feeding it, and it's huge. And I was like, well, 
Shoot let's, it. Let's shoot Dude, for next weekend. I got which brings me into the segue of my <laughs> of the butcher boy. My uh, so my uncle this summer, I think it was this summer. It's gone so fast, I can't remember. But he's, he's like, oh, you. Uh, he's like, oh, if you want it, you can have you know your grandpa's bandsaw, meat saw, and I've like passively seen the thing for ever 15 20 years i mean i don't know how long it's been sitting in the shed he's oh yeah yeah, that was your grandpa's you know and we um he's like i you know it was working when we put it in put it in the shed there and so i finally did this fall get over there and and load it up and get it in get it cleaned up and it's a old an old butcher boy b14 bandsaw (laughs) i don't know maybe maybe i'm like no a little too hot on it but it's cool and i've been jones i was like fully ready to cut up three or four moose with it this year because tell you what it'll come yeah in handy. you can go on the whole bone oh. out program if you don't have you, a harley but, davidson in your garage you might as well have a butcher boy <laughs> <laughs> but i mean you can go on the, i'm you know i'm a cool boner outer guy but if you can get your <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> came yeah. off wrong um if you can get you know, especially if you, you can get your whole, you know, save the whole backbone or split it in halves yep. and get it back. Man, with that thing, you can. Were you just sawing a whole hind quarter from that bear? And whole like, hind quarter. Just for like wah, take wah. one spot off and then just start laying, yeah. laying them down. Yeah, that's nice. how you do it. I'm no expert butcher, but that's, right. you know, well, those, I don't know if it's round road. Well, meat always tastes better with bone in anyhow if you can find a way to do yeah, it. Yeah, and you get your Sometimes you can't do it. Yeah. And, you know, you bone them out, but I'd prefer bone in but, anytime I can. You know, especially after, you know, my father-in-law, we were butchered a couple bull moose down at their place a couple of years ago. And he's, it's, yeah, I think he, he told me he had to uh, get a wood one because he couldn't find one of these. He looked for a few years and, uh. But a, wood, you, a wood one? That's like a, a big, tree, like a big band wood shop oh, kind of fuck. deal. Not, oh, a, not a butcher bandsaw. Yeah. But, you know. <laughs> Put the whole fucking moose in there. They all work the watching, same. I mean. But watching them, it's just like, how have I not known about have this? You seen that's the, when I have you ever you seen those the metal bo- bandsaws? When I give you those That it's like the whole thing. It'd be like that thing except for it pivots like this. Okay. And you put a piece of steel in there and the weight of the saw... Just cuts lays, it. and it's like, you don't have to, like, push. push it. The saw is actually cutting. So you could just, like, throw some meat in there and walk away for a minute and do something <laughs> else. <laughs> but uh, anyway, after seeing, like, how, and that's that's when I gave you those T-bones. Oh, moose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, two-inch thick moose T-bones. Yeah, they were, they were large, for sure. Or inch and a half thick, whatever. Like but, each uh, one is a, like a four-person family meal. Yeah, <laughs> each steak. <laughs> what you, didn't you see? Your dad was all. Was well, I pulled. Well, uh, everybody. I mean, I had them for a party, so I pulled these steaks out. Down, I in put Vermont. them in a five-gallon bucket to thaw them out, and then I put marinade. I thawed them out, and I got all the everything out of there, and kind of like cleaned them up, and then I put marinade in there and, in a five-gallon bucket because it was like it's a that bunch big. of steaks, <laughs> and they were that big and. People were like, oh, what's in the bucket? And I was like, oh, it's steaks for dinner. And they were like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Check that out. Oh, take the lid off. <laughs> People were like, what the hell did this come out of? 
Well, moose. Because yeah. we, we cut those bulls up, and Frank was, like, going back home, and, yeah, every year we have this party, you know, get some moose steaks. Here you go, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just freaking nasty big steaks. But, that would uh, be the kind of steak you could put in front of somebody and be like, this is the challenge. Yeah. The challenge Oh, they're steak. that oh, big. Yeah. Oh, they're huge. Oh, yeah. fuck. Well, because that's... A guy's I mean, not going to sit down and eat that himself. No. No. I mean, there might be a couple guys out there <laughs> that could do it, but it's literally the kind of steak that, like, few people could can eat off of. Well, they're big moose tea, like a thick moose T-bone's a big steak. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so I was all anxious to use this this bandsaw and then nobody killed a freaking moose so we, we did a, <clears throat> we did something similar last year with the caribou we kept the whole spinal column with the back straps yeah. and everything intact yeah. and then but we just used a sawzall cut with a knife and then took a sawzall to cut through the bone and then yeah. finished it with a knife and those steaks were the best i've had because oh, you get because you get some of the bone marrow and stuff from the yeah. bone and then Man, they just they just tasted better. Yeah, they're really good. Good stuff. Yeah, but uh, but most of the time you can't keep the everything intact like that. You know, it's just a pain in the ass. Yeah, it but I, all uh, depends on how far do I carry. Exactly. Yes, that's that's a big factor. <laughs> yeah, because down you know at the in laws where you can a lot of times get the bobcat and hook take them up, take skin them, and yeah. you know I mean cut them up like a beef, basically like a steer, basically. Yeah, but uh. Yeah, so got got the saw over here, and my father-in-law helped me. He was an electrician, rewired that. There was some, you know, wire. It was like an electrocution special. Oh, no We shit. tested it out to make sure it would work, and, you know, I thought it was, I thought it was because uh, the, pl- you know, the, the plate on there says it's a 120. I'm like, I don't have any 120. When I built this garage, I didn't put any 120s or 220s. 220, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I wasn't thinking, and. So I looked at it. No, it's set up to run 110 and fired the motor still. It's been sitting in the shed for 30 years. But probably. it works just fine. Oh, it works great. And yeah. We just replaced the heat. We, he replaced the switch on it. <laughs> and uh, and I cleaned it up. And we, uh, like, they got those, they killed those three pigs. And we, you know, cut them and, you know, halved them. And then we, we butchered those. And then I, I still had my quarters for my black bear that i killed with a stone point in the yeah. freezer this spring i'd been intent i was gonna have them um smoked whole little smoked yeah. hams made out of them but uh they're fine they, no I, yeah. I took them out yesterday morning and just cut up a bunch of inch and a half and then two inch thick roasts and just, did you leave them par- like frozen to cut them yeah i just brought them in i brought them in at night so i could you know get the Clean bags them off up. them and, yeah and so you know your outer bits a little soft, but once you get into you know, it, it's froze. So cuts it, a lot it, easier. It, cut a lot easier. Yeah. And it was like it's, and I don't know if running that motor on two twenty would make it, you know, beef it up a little bit. I, I mean, mean it's you like, sent me that video. It didn't seem like you were losing too. You were just cranking them off. Yeah, I mean, I was, like I was losing, losing some RPMs. You, you, like you can hear it lose the RPMs, but it's cutting at the same speed. It feels like so. Well, probably yeah. when you're getting to the bone is where it's just kind of slowing just down a little bit. But. Yeah, a little bit, but uh, I mean, who cares if it's a little slow? Yeah, yeah exactly. As long right. as it continues cutting. Yeah, <laughs> and it it seems to do good. But and the cool thing about that, I mean. My dad said he remembers when he was nine, they had it. 
And they, they were using it to cut up their cut moose up, and everything. You know, four or five moose. I mean, my grandpa, bless his heart, was <laughs> if he could get one moose, that was great. If he could get two or three, that was even better. It's just just different back then, you know. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, they he said my dad said they had a whole butcher shop basically worth of equipment set up to cut up. You know, the whole neighborhood had come over and they'd cut up moose every fall after they'd go. Um, but everything on that thing is like made to be easily taken apart, apart and, and fixed. fixed and replaced. <laughs> whether it's the motor, I mean, I got them cleaned and cleaned. Yeah, I mean it. And only because I cleaned it by myself after cutting cutting on meat yesterday, and didn't take long. Fifteen minutes. Oh wow. Twenty minutes. Fuck you know? my my Cabela's grinder takes longer than that to clean. Yeah, I mean it's <laughs> right? it's, it's really super slim. It's like every time I try to use it, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna, it's gonna take about two hours to clean this some bitch. Is it worth? <laughs> it's gonna take ten ten minutes of grinding and two hours of cleaning. <laughs> so I mean, it's enough trouble where where I don't want to be hacking stuff up lightly no but if you got something to, to do in a, in a yeah, day, yeah it's might as well do it the only things let's see you know there's you know those where the blade goes through the table there's pieces that come out i mean it pops it off really easy and you can take the blade off easy and clean that um there's blade cleaners that are kind of like sheet metal scrapers that are spring loaded. And that's loaded. the shit that I was talking about where you're like, well, it squeaks a little bit. And I yeah. was like, not once you get some fat on it. Oh, yeah. yeah the thing will be like right super oh, yeah. quiet. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I feel like I'm talking about this way too much, but I'm super stoked on my meat. Nothing wrong with that. So needless to say, the meat processing game has, has changed around here. <laughs> we just did... So I don't think that I've ever really made sausage before. I was given sausage last year, caribou sausage. Okay. And I was like, this is fantastic. Like some of the best sausage I've ever eaten. What's the recipe? And Luke. Yeah. He he uh he was like, Oh, it's my mom's recipe. Let me let me get in touch with her and so I don't screw it up and I'll get exactly what it is. Because, you know, some people's recipes, I was kind of like, yeah, you never some know. people's recipes, they're like, yeah, no, that's that's like grandma <laughs> from the father's side had, <laughs> has had that forever and her mother and we're not telling anybody kind of thing. People are weird about shit yeah, like that, are. you know? They sure are. But he was just like, oh, yeah, hold on. He's like, I could probably tell you, but let me talk to my mom and I'll get exactly what she does. So... He sent me the sausage recipe, and I just took 20 pounds of burger, 25 pounds maybe, and made sausage out of it. Like summer Holy sausage or breakfast shit. sausage? It's like, it's like a sage sausage. Yeah, yeah, so it's yeah. like, yep. it could be good for breakfast. It's good. We have, not, so not we've a had summer, it for not dinner. Not a summer sausage. Not a summer sausage. Yep. Not like a log, just yep. like ground and sausage. Any, that, and anyone and can I could make this. Anyone and can make easily it. anybody as could as make this. As long as you have a grinder, you can Super make simple. Yep. I've made um, my own and like it, short, small batch stuff. And I and could, like it. I mean, my grinder is set up so that all I'd have to do is buy casing and I could make like link sausage as well. Yeah. I mean, but. I'm That's not a, pain a big. In the ass. That is a pain. In the ass. I, mean, <laughs> I like apparently the it's a batch. good though. Sometimes I mean, <clears throat> I've had really good link sausage that people have made. Yeah. That some of it it's like, you know, it's like small big, small big, small big. But then once they dial in, they're like, okay, this is the first shit that I made. But 
check this out after like yep. after I made like 20 feet of it look at this yeah. and it's like perfectly uniform super nice so, like all twisted all like are you just linked ma- together and stuff but all I did was just ground it vacuum sealed and then it? and vacuum sealed yep. it and I like flatten them out uh-huh. when I saw Temple had a video so I flatten them out when it's in the vacuum sealer as it's like drawing the air out you kind of like push it push everything out flat yep. and then once it's actually vacuum sealed you can while it's Move still it not bit. frozen by yep. any means you just push everything out and make these super flat yep and they stack great in oh freezer. they stack perfect yes, and they I've thaw out like bam uh-huh. you're having dinner now you kind can of thing. you can thaw out a flat one in 10 minutes in water or, or less yeah, exactly it, done throw it yep. in there Go you don't do have something. to worry about pull it out in the morning and when yep. i get home from work it'll be ready it's like you can come home from work pull it out and have yep. dinner I like so, making sausage the way you're talking. I do that quite a bit because it's it's simple. I don't have to smoke it. I don't have to do anything. Nothing. I don't need casings. I don't need shit. And this, we started eating it right then as it was coming out of the grinder. <laughs> and it's like a lot of grinding. Uh-huh. Like you got to grind it once, then you got to grind fat into it. Yep. It's the way I did it. And uh-huh. then mixed all the seasoning and then reground to like push everything. Like yep. make sure everything's like dispersed properly. It's good. And I... Started eating it right then. I was like, well, do we need to add more of this or that? Or is it going to be good? Did I put enough fat in? So we started eating it. And I was like, wow, this is fantastic. And now three weeks have gone by or whatever. It's and gone. you eat a package now. <laughs> and it's even better. And I think that the longer time that that like, can sit, oh, even yeah. frozen with yeah. that, that stuff, like all the seasoning and of everything course. disperses through the meat. And See, how much is it? just it, gets better and better. How much better. of it is that or how much... I guess with sausage, it's not a big deal. Sometimes some of these things, it's like butchering chickens. It's separation from the time you're dealing with them and cleaning them to the time you eat them. Like, well, shit, like my, I was eating my, it like, as <laughs> soon as it came out of the grinder. No, but, but you say like it gets better. And it just reminded me like when I was a kid, we had turkey, you know, had turkeys and chickens. And my dad will tell this story like to this day. <laughs> How you know we one year we had fifteen or twenty big turkeys, and you know spent a whole day whole thing butchered you know, chop them, scald them, pluck them, gut them, all this stuff, put them and in the, the last freezer. thing you want to do. And is he said we we'd gone through all this, and you know I how old was I like eight or nine I don't know, I was old enough to chop heads, but uh, we'd have one of us like have a piece of baling twine we'd loop around the turkey's foot one of us would hold one of those kids would hold on to it and the other one would chop them and hold on to it to make sure it didn't run like run away, away. anyway uh my dad will still talk about how like two weeks or so a week or so i don't know short period of time after we butcher all these put them in the freezer i mean we're talking like 15 yeah, 18 pound birds he cooked one up and i could hardly st- he thought oh, they were all bad, like something went wrong with them. Oh, and it's because it was and so it was after, soon after. It wasn't until after he waited, like, and same thing, you know, butchering chickens, it seems like, oh, if you cook one right away, it just, oh, like, just well, smell, sh- like, shit, tastes you know, and smells just the, like wet, yeah. burnt, you know, scalded the, the, feathers. The making sausage like. process, though, I mean, you're, you're typically already starting with burger, and if you're not, yeah. you're starting with roast meat, you know, cubed, and then you put it through the grinder, and you yeah. do the thing, and add and I, fat, and all I that. realize that has yeah, nothing to do no, with it. I just, no. it reminded me of that story. Anyone can make 
the sausage though. My it's, brother just went and, and <laughs> oh, they, you show me, and they and they <laughs> butchered like a hundred chickens or something like that. Oh wow! And they one of the dudes that was with them, they was like, "Oh yeah, put your hands in there, and we'll take this picture." Frank, <laughs> Frank showed me this picture. Well, it's like these. If you haven't seen them, these funnels for butchering chickens where you just jam the chicken down in their head first, and then you know pull his head through the through the hole in the bottom of the proverbial funnel and whack, you know. <laughs> It's like, this kid's got his arms hung in there, in there, and and blood, you know, of course, all over the barn wall or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, it looks but, like uh, a blast. <laughs> <laughs> Try that with a pig. Yeah, I'm gonna need a bigger funnel. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm like, part of me's thinking, Frank, you need to butcher that pig, have him, and hang him up, and then we'll cut him up. Right, but no, I'm not playing, I'm not playing that game. <laughs> I'm there to uh, I'm like execution. <laughs> as fucked up as it sounds, Doctor Schultz. Basically, up, what is little... what is about to happen is I'm going over there to kill this thing for somebody that can't do it. <laughs> and are you going to process it for him too, or no? No, I'm just killing it and I'm going to skin it and quarter it for him. Take the back straps out of it and. Take them home with you. And, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Dude, don't take the bag. Just take the whole spine and bring yeah. it over here. We could have yeah. pork chops for ourselves. <laughs> you just put I'll your break, two pigs, you greedy prick. <laughs> I'll break the saw out or something. Uh, no. No, I'm just going to help somebody out. Yeah, so I'm, I'm excited to see what my sheep look like. Yeah, you... Uh, don't hold your breath. It's going to be a while. <laughs> I know it. I'm, I'm fine with that. Yeah. After this last little snafu, I'll wait. I'm fine. So Nick's doing... Uh, can we talk about this? Yeah. Nick's, fuck it. Nick's, talk about it. Nick's, well, do, uh, Nick's doing a remount yep. and a uh, and his sheep from this year. Yep. Which they're both both really nice sheep. and. I just couldn't stand to look at it anymore. And, and you know, and I, and I, tell, I tell everybody this. I never told anyone prior to coming over to my house like hey the, you know i don't think i like the way this sheep looks and i just let them formulate their own opinion and there has not been a single person yet from as far south as fucking montana and kansas all the way up to everybody that's been to my house since they've since it's been in there and then all of you guys right and it just didn't look good it's, at it's all not, it's, it's pretty good. pretty terrible so i I can't look at that every day for the rest of my life, and so I guess we'll just do. You know, we, uh, I'm just looking at yours now, and I'm like, man, these look normal, right? <laughs> they look like doll sheep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they look good. So yeah, well, so anyway, yeah, Nick, it's just rough. My, yeah, whatever, man. Shit happens. It is, you know. And it, yeah. it's not always perfect. Nothing no. is. No, no matter not. how you roll the dice. So no, and I've I've had to remount a few other animals in my house that that people fucked up. You know, taking them in, but um, you know, and you don't. You only get one crack at mountain. Yeah, you know, as, as far as capes go, you sure. only get one crack per cape, and yeah, yeah. yeah. It, you know, nice thing for Skip to do to offer me the cape that he had that that kind of matched the same time of yeah. year. I you know I I got it. Time of year was this well, cape off the sheep? No, my sheep from the year before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you can yeah. have half my sheep, half your sheep. Well. I, no, I, obviously my cape on the one I had mounted is ruined, so I went out and I bought another one. Um, and in, uh, I guess he, he Skip thought maybe it was cut a little bit short, which it, is it, it did look 
you know, like through it, the armpit instead of under the armpit and type he of thing. The one it. you bought. The one I bought, yeah. He didn't, right. leave, didn't leave enough of the brisket on there. But he had one. He had one, and he said yeah. he could use the one I had for something else. And, and I this, wonder, because well, it hasn't one, been that long since really? I gave him Maybe. one. Is it a later season? Long long hair? No, it was he, August 10th. No, it was 10th. Oh, then it's probably not, because totally he said he had, another, he had another cape that had longer hair, because I shot that one on like the... Like the sixteenth of September yeah, or something exactly. like that. So I mean it had long hair. And in fact even the Ram this year had long hair too. Oh yeah, well it was a September sheet yeah, and it's long it's, hair. And that's one thing that's amazing. Different when you really think about it's is ridiculous. the distance August between 10th to September. August tenth to September. Yeah. Well and the yeah. the cape you a bought was difference. a Canadian cape. From the Yukon, yeah. From, from where August, their season like 10th, starts 11th. August. Oh, well, he shot that one like the th- I think the thirteenth or fourteenth. Oh. Either way, long there, story doesn't short, their sheep in, uh, the July twentieth. I was going to say, yeah, a lot of July. a lot of Canada's July twentieth. I don't know that the Yukon is as well, but I know that a lot of them start July twentieth. Yeah, and fuck, I'd like our season to start July twentieth. You know, I would. But, I mean, you know, give me something to do for some way. Right? For yeah, some ways, that'd be whatever, nice. But know. the the capes are, are no way thin, thin, all thin, yeah. time, thin. Even you know, even like the comparison, like my cape, I, my yeah. August eleventh cape, between yours, just the bulk. Or remember how bulky the the cheap I shot September twelfth. Yeah, look? yeah. I'm. I guess I'm talking from a weather standpoint. It would be nice to have like, okay, well, it's not. You know, it's not going to be like shitty late August September weather. Yeah. But I mean, it's still can in July. It'd be. It'd just be interesting. I've seen it. We're at the same. For sure. Like we're at the same no, it's fucking exactly. thing as them. I mean, I've yeah. seen it snow on the Brooks Range on July second. Of course. Oh, yeah. yeah. I uh, July tenth, I killed the caribou up north a few years ago, and it, it there was snow um, in the pass on the way home. Yeah, so I yeah, so I just had my folks up here. We we're up there in June, end of June. Snow, fucking snow. It's, like, <laughs> it's not even gonna be summer up here this year. What the hell? Yeah, not yet. But summer up there is about a week. I was just gonna say because between June and when you're yeah. talking about in July, yeah, it's about a week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, really. Yeah, it was a. Uh, yeah, that trip we went up there and with my one of my little sisters and little brothers and me and my dad and them two and camping got up there to that spot <laughs> July second. It's freaking blizzard snowing. Really, wake up yeah. in the morning and you know a couple of inches of snow. That's like nuts. ah, let's book her back south. We went back south of the pass and you know like just fished camped at the Jim River and <laughs> you know smashed the grayling there. My little brother stuck a little like little mep spinner right in the back of his head <laughs> yeah. it's kind of sh- it makes you remember the trip oh yeah forever <laughs> what was funny was that trip that was uh 2005 so that was the year all that country was on fire and uh all the stuff up north was yeah, on fire yeah uh-huh. every bit of it and we were <laughs> every bit of it but we were driving up there my my youngest brother driving and you can see flames like up on the hills and no stuff shit. and i mean some spots where you're driving through where it's smoking on both sides of the road still huh. and he's looking at the fire going how fast do you think that fire's moving <laughs> like you could tell he's doing the math in his head to see if we were gonna we we're wow. gonna make it yeah it was when's your fir- when was your first sheep hunt 2004 four yeah yeah which is that year was there was fire everywhere. That it was pretty bad, too. So except like, you know it was not, it was better on the north side. Like it was well, there was no smoke on yeah. the north side. Yeah, but the whole south side, like all the way from Fairbanks all the way to the to Adigan, 
with smoke and oh, yeah. shitty fires everywhere. There was a point when we were driving up there, there, there was fire and there was like wind blowing and it was like blowing oh, fire across the fucking road. And they were saying in Fairbanks, like, don't drive up there, you know, unless you're driving a truck and you're going to Prudhoe or whatever. We are like, we're leaving. It was like, <laughs> we got fed up to the point of like, I was like, I'm sick. It's been like a month and a half of me just like breathing smoke, working outside every day, smoky, shitty, can't <laughs> see anything. And I was like, we're just going to drive north until there's no more smoke. I don't care if we got to go all the way. Doesn't matter. And there was places, one place in particular, that we stopped that there was fire on both sides of the road and the wind was blowing and it would like blow flames across talking, the road. This is all south of the We pass. sit there, yeah. yeah. We sit there in the truck and I'm like, God, this is fucked up. Like, <laughs> what do you do, you know? I'm like, do we turn around right now or do we like, do I wait for the wind to stop blowing? And it kind of seemed to be like gusts. So you we sat there. One? It was like 45 minutes I sat there. We shut the truck off and we just kind of like, chilled out and sat there and i was like all right let's get in the truck and as soon as it blows the f- fire yeah. across the road go <laughs> Literally, we just like drove and and we timed it It was perfect you know it was like had just let up and i mean there's fire right up to the ditches on both sides of the road wow. and you just like drive through huh. <clears throat> well no smoke but it took going yeah. all the way up to the north side before we were out, I don't think it must have because you guys must have already been there. We went for a little up, We while had been. We were on our way back when you were when I, you know, when we were there at that spot. Yeah, <clears throat> that's funny. Did you ever hear that story? You, know, you guys met each other up there somewhere. We didn't some even randomly. No, didn't even meet each other. We were we were on another sheep hunt talking about this, and I was talking about my first sheep hunt. He was at that spot. I was fishing. <laughs> when me and my cousin pulled in my on my first sheep hunt and left, like they wa- he watched us. I watched them like take their packs out of the back of the truck and like get geared up and like no shit. walk off while we were camped like right over like I don't know a hundred yards away or something like it's that. And I was awesome. like, oh, I know what those guys are doing. Nice, yeah. And you hadn't even sheep hunted at this point. No, were you working at the lodge then? It was right before I started working there. Okay, like they. Couple, yeah, it was a couple of years before I worked there, but I was I had just come up here. Yeah, it was like my second year. Living oh, you're in not a, you're not a true Alaskan. No, oh, yeah, oh. <laughs> <laughs> got me. <laughs> not a true Alaskan. I'm not a true Alaskan either. Oh, uh, yeah, small small handful. <laughs> That's a funny. And we'll have to we'll have to hit this again when Temple. Oh God! Gets on yeah, here with, yeah. with us too. Mm-hmm. What what a true Alaskan is. It's mm-hmm. pretty tough these days. I hear. It, God, I mean, geez, well, I mean, either you're born here or you're not. Apparently, <laughs> wow. Well, it all breaks down. I mean, yeah. in all seriousness, ultimately, it breaks down to what I you know I would define like true Alaskan as a mentality, like. Almost a mentality, like I, you know, at this point, I don't know what I, know. I would define. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good point. Yeah. I'm like, there's uh, a lot of people up here. Who the up here? You know, and it's like, I it was yeah. broken down with Temple to me. You know, I was this whole thing was going on, and Temple was like laughing about it, and I happened to be hanging out with him, and he's like. Jesus, I'm native, and you're more Alaskan than I am. You <laughs> built your own house. You live off the grid, and yeah. like, you know how to do all this other shit, you know. Yeah. And I was like. 
well, I'd never really thought, thought of it, it like that, you yeah. know, and put as, it into like that kind of perspective. But it's like, no, you're, you're, it all depends on like who you're asking. Like, what does it take to be an Alaskan or like, what does it, what, how do you like classify yourself? And in my own mind, I'm not Alaskan. I never will be because I'm not, you know, I'm not from here. I wasn't born here or anything, but I mean, well, I mean I've been here you're for only, yeah, 15 only, years now yeah. and I don't ever plan on going anywhere, yeah. but... We'll the see, unpolit- and I guess the is unpolitically it- correct way. I mean, you're probably only three fourths the way through it, anyhow. So it doesn't <laughs> matter. <laughs> let's, 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 pump the, let's pump the brakes here. But um, I guess this background, this little inside joke's been going around. There's been word that this podcast doesn't have true Alaskans as guests. Good luck finding them. Which. It's funny, you know, like there's the old timers, which, you know, locally, you know, well, you know those guys. Sure. Most of the ones I know were not born here. Like, mm-hmm. no, no, all the guys that I've ever spoken with are like old, old school dudes that have like got all sort of badass stories about oh, all yeah. the bullshit they've done. And yeah, I look back crazy and- stories. They're all from like down south somewhere. Yeah, came I up look, here. I look back Dude, and all even, the guys. Even Frank yeah. Glasser himself is yeah. not right? born here. No. I look back on all the people that, you know, kind of, you know, allowed, you know, they they were my mentors when I moved up here. You know, I still right. keep in touch. And we... You mean they, me? <laughs> well, <laughs> no, I'm talking much older, much, much, much no, older people, you, you know, mean, in their, yeah. you know, 60s, 70s and stuff. And, and not a single one of them was born here. Yeah. So, um, and, you know... They came up here as soon as they could, but at the same right. time, you know, one guy didn't get here till he's thirty-three. You know, the other guy mm-hmm. got here, you know, when he's uh, in the army and and stuff early on. And mm-hmm. but they're not, they're not born here. But they're as hard as anybody I've ever met. No, you know exactly. What I mean? That's what it comes <laughs> we'll down see. to in my mind too. Yeah. Is it? Like, it attracts a certain type of person, and some people think they're attracted to it, and some yeah. you know people come and go. A lot of people you know, come and go, and, and a lot and, of people think they like this kind of life and stuff. And you know, they, they move up here for the hunting, but then they find out maybe the hunting's too hard or well, whatever maybe, it may and, be. You know, the way I the way I look at it too is <clears throat> like maybe a guy was born in Fairbanks Memorial Hospital or down there in Anchorage at the hospital, and he's truly Alaskan. He's a shitty fucking hunter. Yeah, we know. I guess <laughs> we know that too. From a hole in the ground. Yeah. And maybe he's angry that people can come here, you know, to where he feels like he was born and raised and everything is fine and has some sort of... very uh, good at, you know, yeah. what every, a lot of other people are fairly, yeah, fairly well, good at, you know. So there's a lot to it. I think it does take a special person to come here and actually get by and, and learn how to move through the year and, and take advantage of what you can, when you can. Yeah. Like, you can't just show up here and be like, oh, I will. you have to have kind of a plan. And also, you have to love to do it. The, the, yeah. None yeah. of the stuff up here is really like, you know, easy come, easy go type. Of, it's not. None of it. <laughs> it's not. No. <laughs> kind of got to work for it. Oh, yeah, you absolutely do. But it's it's like a, I don't know, it just attracts a certain type of person Mm-hmm. up here more than more than anything because i know you know i know people that were born here that are completely into it and or but then i know a lot of people are born here that they don't want nothing to do with it could not wait to get out yeah you know and some of them come back some of them don't when i first moved here i met people that born right here in fairbanks spent their entire life here people are in their mid at that point in time were in their mid 30s 
And we were doing things like going down and hiking up to a glacier yeah. where I was a couple of weekends uh-huh. ago, you sure. know, same exact place. And they were like, what the fuck are you doing driving all the way down there for like the weekend? And I was so like, what? what are you doing hanging out in Fairbanks all weekend? It's <laughs> yeah. so cool. And he was like, I just, I can't believe that you would even think to like drive all the way down there and hang out just for the weekend. And I'm like, Jesus, I can't believe yeah. you sit at home and play video games. I've driven <laughs> 20 plus hours in a weekend just to maybe get a chance to shoot a caribou. I've driven six right. hours just to cast a line, maybe to go fishing, you know, like, yeah. To maybe get a fish. Yeah, and yeah. where I grew yeah. up in Wisconsin, if I was driving six hours, that trip was planned out six months in advance. If we're driving an hour on a weekend, you know, yeah. the closest mall to where I grew up was about 45 minutes away. We started planning that like two weeks in advance. Like, oh, we're going to Fond du Lac, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You know, this <laughs> is a true, like, this yeah. is true story. Like, if we went to my grandma's house, you know, she, she lived maybe 30 minutes away. Mm-hmm. This wasn't a just spur of the moment thing. Like, we were planning to go there. To go 30 minutes away. And that mentality, I think it just wraps around people. Like, my dad's got a little circle around where he lives and where he works and stuff. And, you know, if he doesn't, you know, if he wants to leave that outside circle, I mean, he's he's planning for it. Big plan. But that's that's just, I guess, a... the way he grew up and the way that they live there. Where I'm Coming like, up here, ah, I think I'm going to go down to Toke for the, yeah. the day to go look, yeah. you know, yeah. figure out where I'm going to go. Exactly. Even Delta. Delta's yeah. in the other side of the world for some people. Yeah. You know, when I had that bison tag, I went down there three or four times in the summer just for the day. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. Like, that's not that far. But no. if, if you grew up in that mentality where anything beyond, you know, a half hour away is a long ways, I mean, shit, you're going to be pretty freaking bored up here. I'd have problems getting to work every day. <laughs> right. I feel like, well, hell, this, coming shit. here from my house is a 30-minute drive. Exactly. You know? so, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. I was going to have you tell, what story was I going to have you tell? We it just came up. And it was gone as quick as it <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm looking at Frank trying to remember. <clears throat> what's What was it that happened just recently that you were... Ah, I'll remember it like 10 minutes after you guys <laughs> right. leave. As soon as, as soon as we're done here. <laughs> so if, if you, there's a there's a like awkwardly edited thing, all right. So this is the way Frank told me the story. <laughs> right. You know the story or no? No, I do. You've obviously you heard it before. before. I've heard God. it before, but I, I can't bring it up right now. But yeah, that whole well, What's true the, Alaskan thing. There's no way to like put a put a put a finger on it. It's it's not for everybody. And then no. you know I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm not gonna say his name, but. You'll know the story, like that that one kid you met at the archery shop that time that said, "Hey, I just you know take me bear hunt. I just want to get my kill." It's oh, like yeah. it's that it's that mentality of some people that just total turn off to me. It's like there's more to it than oh, just let me get my. What do you mean? What let me get my kill? Like there's there's a whole process here that, that like, you're, you're missing. You're, yeah, you're missing out on, and you're expecting Tyler. When all to just you take want you out. is a picture with a bear. Right. Even if I shot the bear, you would take right. a picture with it to show all your buddies yeah. down to take back to your yeah. buddies down in the states. <laughs> yeah, to uh, to show them how cool you are when like we're doing this stuff for yeah. the whole experience of it. Even like if- I, I, you know, all the all the time and effort that we've spent setting up baits and stuff. I was thinking <laughs> about this the other day. You've never shot a bear on my bait. 
And mm. I've never shot a bear on yours. And how many, t- <laughs> how much time have we spent helping each other a out lot. on each? And it's not because we don't want someone else to do that. It's because yeah. it just hasn't happened. But we don't even give a shit. Oh, no. Like, I don't know how many hours I've helped Tyler, and I don't know how many hours he's helped me, but it, it's up there. How many hours has anybody sat in a fucking stand on a bear bait and never seen a wolf? <laughs> <laughs> you know, all of a sudden, yeah. some bitch shows up a few weekends in a row yeah. hanging out, you know? Yeah. It's yeah. like so much different stuff happens, and it's like, I'll remember that longer than anything else. Right. You know, there's a wolf, like, right there hanging out. No idea from there. And then next thing you know, the next weekend, I'm like, there's that same goddamn wolf. <laughs> yep. Back again. It's just hilarious how some people think that the experience, they cheapen it out that much to themselves that it, it comes down to just let me come and sit and shoot something as yeah. opposed to like, do you have any idea how much work is involved? Like the first year I met you, we we were going up a couple times a week to rebate, you know, yeah. twice for, you know, I was doing mine, you were doing yours, blah, blah, blah. But like, it takes a lot of effort to yeah. do all that. Yeah. And I'm not, I wasn't like showing up at your porch, like a little dog, like, Hey, let me, you know, kill something. Like, no, no exactly. Like, <laughs> it's and like, it's, who cares? But there's a lot of stuff to do. Cause, and there's a lot of, and I guess you can't. Do you know how many times I've been, how many bags of fucking dog food and <laughs> shit that I've carried to your lower, and you're always like, Oh, there's players. There's always blackberries here. All constantly. <laughs> I sat there, shit, six, seven times. Never even saw a freaking yeah. bear. And you're always like, I don't know, man. This is just weird. That's hunting. <laughs> it's like it is totally. Well, it's you know, you're then, trying but, to be like telling me like, man, it's not normally like this. And I'm like, I don't give a shit. Really, you know, yeah. I'm like, oh, this yeah. is awesome hanging yeah. out, yeah. like sitting well, in the and tree it's stand funny because like, it wasn't hunting. because it <laughs> isn't know? normally, you know. Like that spot, it's it's dialed in and up where you know this black bear I killed first sit right. Although it was we yeah that was still weird. Sometimes that was weird, weird stuff too. happens, but yeah, you know, time <laughs> Frank has broke the bear time curse after time. time. It's just like no bears. But we like, can both agree that you know, like when I first met you, you were getting a lot of bears on that bait, and it's just like I don't know what's going on there. I but have it's a, it's yeah. Well, Stuff's changing. You know what's going. It on has changed. There. I yeah. know what's going on. And and then we'll just leave it at that. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, but I mean, shit, you still shot a seven foot bear this year, so I wouldn't really <laughs> too mad biggest, about that. Biggest black bear I've ever killed. With it's a also nice though to sit and see like you know four or five, six, eight bears or whatever. That's always fun too. But man. That might be normal for one year, but shit, a guy can't get used to that. Change it up next year, right? <laughs> you get used to that, you get you're just spoiled. But I don't know the shit we're doing. I think that the most you can ask for is you know filling a tag every year and, and that's being just, happy with it. And that's just one, you yeah. know, and, and that's just one thing. That's just spring bear baiting. Yeah, that's just, just the one way she thing. goes. It's oh, not yeah. including Christ. sheep hunting, moose. You know, no, exactly. You know, there's there's mm-hmm. just so much, and like I don't know, I've, I've been trying to remind myself because uh, I've been feeling bummed. I'm like, man, I need to do it. I need to find, you know, I was supposed to go to Kodiak. I had to get like, ah, uh, like bumming, like, oh, this feeling like this season kind of was, and it was kind of slow for me. But then I start thinking, all right, this year <laughs> I killed a mountain goat, the biggest black bear I've ever killed with a bow, yeah, mm-hmm. and a nice, a really nice sheep. <laughs> I mean, it's not a bad year. <laughs> no, it's not a bad exactly. year at all. So I'm yeah. bumming too. This is one of the worst years I've had in a long time, and yeah. I've still killed five animals, yeah. and I'm still bumming because yeah. it's not 
quite what it had been. <laughs> it's just not. But at the same time, it's like I got to watch my wife shoot a gray caribou, helped another friend out in a caribou, helped another friend out in a caribou, saw two grizzly bears get shot. Got to watch they, you your know, wife shoot Got to watch my wife shoot a grizzly bear. You were there when I that. shot that big black Saw bear. that too. Like I've, uh, As far as like experience goes, yeah, it's a fucking incredible year. Amazing. Yeah. Exactly. But personally you know it's like i feel like i left some meat on the table and that well, <laughs> well I mean, you, you know what i mean yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah well yeah and i and that's kind of it's well and it's it. and you gotta you know i try to remind myself that that's it's a personal thing you know you think back to when as a kid or like a lot of people it's like if yeah you get a chance to go experience one animal yeah or one of these animals in a year <clears throat> i mean you know we we, we kind of get yeah. a little used to being spoiled yeah and and i i think that once you have one of those years where everything just seems to fall into place just absolutely incredibly perfect you're going to always compare every you know you're going to compare that next year to that year and you're like oh shit Mm -hmm. so like in 2016 you know i killed brown bear black bear a muskox a bison a bighorn sheep a doll sheep a mountain goat killed like (laughs) Uh, like I, I, and there's more. A uh, two sick of blacktails, um, a whitetail. Um, shit, I don't know. There's more, but it was like, well, it was how like in the hell? Similar, yeah. like, are you right. ever gonna top that? Well, it was shit? like, like, yeah. and like, so you I get, think 2012 for me. So I think I killed a nine and a half foot brown bear, two black bears, a a ram, that a sheep, <laughs> an almost book mountain goat yep shot a moose with my bow shot three black tails yep like I'm, yeah. it was just kill- good you either. just can't be yeah. stacking them up and obviously you know like yeah a lot of well, since i've had little kids you know it's yeah, in 2016 it, i also killed three caribou that year too i was just oh, like yeah. it was just like oh, the incredible year and you always think back like now oh, you got man, bows blowing up <laughs> <laughs> yeah Shit that you just can't, you can't, uh, you can't factor that in. It was a Hoyt, wasn't it? It was a Hoyt, yeah. But hell, I don't know why I did it. Yeah, it's it just perfect opportunity. Never a had a recurve bowl. blow up on me. No, not yet. I've had a lot of self bow blow up on me once. Temple had one blow up on him a couple a two, week, two weekends ago. Oh, she was saying that. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Done. Huh. Yeah. I don't know if I, he must not have mentioned that one. What's well, the new bow that he came up with? That's why he's over here tuning those arrows. It was that new bow that he was just shooting. No, he That's had to get why a new one. He has that new oh. bow. Yeah. I was like, dude, all my wasted effort tuning, <laughs> helping him tune like, those arrows. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. But no, that new bow, his, he's, those arrows are flying really good. So. Yeah. That's nice, man. Well, it's been good catching up with you guys. I don't Thank know. This, is there anything else we need to. We need Probably to not. air like, out. Pull out, look at the time. Like, <laughs> all right, boys, it's done. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, it's been good catching up a little bit. No, oh, for yeah. sure. Yeah. And we'll have to catch back up with you when you get back from with your 10 and a half foot brown bird. Jeez, don't, don't put that on me, rookie Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> no, like I'm sure you're going to have a good time. And have a good time. If I see what I want, I'll kill it. No best i can and if if i don't see what i want then i'm coming home empty-handed again and i'll try again well, if you don't you'll come back with some deer oh i'm good yeah, yeah that's what, <laughs> no there's like, no denying definitely that. we're gonna we're gonna shoot our deer <laughs> ah, that's, that's a, a fact you've been there you've yeah. you've passed yourself out of bears and i have 
We'll just see. Yeah. You're going about it properly. I don't... You uh, know what you want. I know what I want, and if I don't see what I want and I can't get in range of what I want, then I'll be totally happy coming back with the same tag I had a couple of years ago without it being punched, and yeah. I'm fine. Oh, so this is <laughs> this is the story we... I remembered. Oh, perfect. I remembered. <laughs> oh, here we go. And it may not be as great as I thought it would be oh, in the moment. Oh, now all of a sudden it's like so all we, well, the pressure's we, on me. <laughs> we, were dis- we were discussing this before I... Before before the podcast came came up in conversation, um, Jesse's bear. Oh yeah, that would be a cool story to hear on here. Just to, like wrap her up. Um, the Alberta grizzly, the infamous Alberta like cow. We're looking at the photos grizzly. and stuff. And oh yeah 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 yeah. 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 I don't, yeah I mean there's no, just another. And I, you know, I guess his background. If you just Google Alberta grizzly, like. Let me try this real quick. I'm sure. I'm <laughs> it'll sure work. It'll, he did it. Well, um, I knew the dude's name. Uh, which he did I don't want to be like saying people's names or anything like but, that. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it, he, I think he's cool with it. I can't his last name now because I wrote. Don't it. worry about it. Type I wrote in, it. Type in Alberta grizzly bear and see what shows Alberta. up. Alberta. Because this will prove the point better well, the than a, the A started. I mean. A Fognac, Alberta. Yeah. Oh, Grizzly <laughs> They're bear. pretty close. Yep. Oh, uh, let's see. Uh, I'll go to images. Images. All right. Come on. You got to be kidding me. Like the, there it straight, is. There it is. There it is. Boom. Um, like the sixth well, this picture one's down. A, this one's actually for my article oh. about it. But, but so it's it still the same thing. Reg- regardless. It's the same fucking bear shows up I actually, typing out bird or grizzly bear. It was, you know, you did an article. I about did an it, article right? about yeah. it because it was years ago on the, you know, back when email chains were still a thing. Well, I got an email and it was like somebody sent this to me, like knowing that I had been working on a fog knack with, you know, brown bears and stuff. And they're like, check, check this out. This Did you guys room. ever get them like this? Like, and I was as, like, a fact, <laughs> as a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, I probably took that picture. <laughs> we get them like that a lot, you know, so, not a lot. Yeah, but. so this grizzly. You know, came around. And I did it. I did a digital article for Outdoor Life a while ago because I kept seeing it pop up. And the first time I saw it, I was like, I was "Like that don't look like." I'm like I haven't been to Alberta at this point, but I'm like, oh, yeah. I don't. I'm like that looks like a fog neck. Next picture, I'm like well, I know that dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, so you know, email chains. And lately, I, you know, it's the one with like the bear getting lifted by the truck crane. Yeah, oh yeah, totally different one. But who knows what that from Russia or whatever from it was. Russia, yeah. yeah. But uh, this one, you know, it's like had a whole story along with it. Like yeah, killed, all, killed these all these cattle horses and, and chickens cows, and two donkeys, chickens, yeah. somebody's dog, and all. This but shit. in Alberta, in Alberta, yeah, and and, uh, and you know the guy that helped guide it. You know the guy taking the photos, it and I talked to the guy who killed it, right for the article. So. Exactly. Which Frank was there, so we'll let him. No, I mean, there's not much to it other than what we just talked about. Is the bear got killed on <laughs> on the beach on a fog neck, and it was amazing bear. I mean, it had it was a very unique bear. Had like nine and a half inch claws on its front feet. At least one of them. I mean, they were out of they were all they were impressive. all very uniform, but like one of the longer ones on one of its front feet was about nine and a half inches long. Um, the bear was re- real, it was super old bear, 
and it had a really weird hide on it. It was real blonde, like splotchy. After showing you the pictures, yeah, you were like, like, wow, wow that is crazy. Goofy. I explained it to you before we, I pulled up a picture as it was like calyced. The yeah. hair was where none of it, it wasn't like a real straight haired kind of an animal. It was like hair was just all over the place and it was like, it most was really bear, most blonde, bears are very consistent. Uniform, yeah. yeah, as far as like the direction of their hair. Yeah. And this bear was not at all. Um, maybe the fact that it was old and it was just covered in scars Could have been. had something to do with like why its hair was growing yeah. weird like that. But at a, a, I mean, I've seen a lot of dead brown bears, and that one was really a unique bear. It had a section of its jaw was broken in two different places where you could move the entire section of its jaw. Oh, yeah. Where it never, like, healed upright or it had, maybe it had just happened. I don't know. A lot, like, giant. a lot of the broken teeth were old and they had been broken for a long time, but that, maybe that jaw section that was broken, I mean, his eyes were sunken. One of his eyes, I think, was gone and his other eye was real hazy looking, like an old dog, kind of like that blue haze look to <laughs> it. Um, but just covered in scars, that bear was. Um, an old fighter and he traveled the world on a on an email telling a fake story well, he basically. certainly did he spent a couple of years at safari club at the, at the <laughs> yeah. show you know like getting his glory after death <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but the, it, these types of stories are not removed anymore because even on facebook we're uh john showed me a post the other day like last week this uh it was clearly a color phase black bear yeah a big one but a color phase right kind of about the same color the one that we had this year yeah and uh the story was it was a polar bear and black bear mix is what it was <laughs> jesus and i'm like and it had like this picture had like three hundred and twenty thousand shares and like all this stuff i'm like this is what people believe nowadays because they're they're I'm sorry, but they're too dumb to do their own research. And this is not hunting specific. This is everything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, they're too dumb to like use their brain. Like, does this make sense? Yeah. Right. Last time I checked, I mean, polar bear and black bear, like their, you know, their range is, is pretty far removed. It's not like <laughs> you can yeah. wander into one or the other. You know what I mean? And I, you, and you I'm look at it as a bear hunter. What's weird is it's, there was that polar bear killed um, Fort Yukon. Fort How many Yukon. years ago was that? In somebody's yeah. trapping shed, okay. ripping uh, links. See what? Okay. But who knows? See, I, is that I, shit, you know, it's the I know same one goddamn the, I, thing that I we're talking about right now. I don't know, no. But <laughs> I guess you never know. No. I, I am familiar with one of the guys who shot that thing. But it's <laughs> and, also... Exactly. You know, and it's funny, it's, the, like the video, the TV show, we thought he was a grizzly bear with ice on him. I'm like, bullshit. Yeah. He's well, like, there's a I mean, polar bear in town. Everybody jump on your sleds with your <laughs> ARs and... Let's yeah, go. But that's just it. It's like, what you're saying is like, well, polar bears and black bears never like not cross only, up, but shit gets well, weird sometimes. Right, but you not know? only that, they're like, not breeding. Uh, anybody, anybody, like anybody creating yeah. this like yeah. hybrid out, polar okay. black bear. I'll, I'll preface it this way: <clears throat> out of the three hundred thousand shares, how right. many of them maybe went bear hunting a couple times, or, and and then how many of them actually None. know bear? No, no. Okay, yeah. I, I'm actually I'm thinking that maybe a bunch actually know something about a bear, but they're sharing it anyhow. Mm -hmm. But you look at that photo. And I wish I had it, but it looks no different than the color phase black bear because that's what it is. Right. And like, 
that's a black bear. That's well, even not even a grizzly bear. Even there's areas that have like very pale, like white and, black bears. And they're like, right. and this bear is 1,600 pounds, and it uh, and it. <laughs> oh, no, no, there was a bunch of other qualifiers. It was blown like, right out of the is, water. Th- these guys are whoever made it knew that they were fucking with whoever, but I think they proved yeah. their point. Like they're yeah. just gonna go, 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 and it's gonna keep traveling, and and dumb people are gonna keep. Thinking oh, it's, it's legit. Oh yeah, exactly. It's so funny tech. though, and that's just it. It's the same with that um, brown bear email. Yeah, there's probably people, still people forwarding that right now <laughs> as we speak. You know, it's like guys, holy knows. shit, that thing's in Alberta. Uh, yeah, you know, uh huh. That's yeah. the way she goes, man. Yeah, not without a doubt. So. Well, Tyler's not here to wrap this one up, but well, so I think we'll that you and I should wrap this up it for him. Sounds good. Yeah, I think this was good. Right. Yeah, it was a good little talk, yeah. and uh, mm. we'll catch up in a few weeks. Yeah, so. if you want to get in touch with Tyler, you know how it's done, because you've listened <laughs> to these podcasts before, and yeah, uh, you can do that. it. Yeah, All right, perfect. Right on. Have a good one, folks.